From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Yep. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Welcome. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Well, you know, we talk a lot on this program about the truth becoming self-evident. That there are four sometimes torturous stages. Sometimes you can go from one to four. One is obviously the beginning. In between lies, obfuscation, all kinds of hideous, filthy things that happen. Liars who lie about lying and so on. And then you finally get to that fourth and glorious stage where the truth becomes self-evident. And that's where we find ourselves this morning. It took years. A lot of people were hurt. Some were destroyed. They were called racist, conspiracy theorists, kooks, deniers, science deniers. Oh, let me write that down. Oh, bang, zoom. I think it's the 107th birthday of... Jackie Gleason, so I thought I'd throw a bang zoom in there for that. Let's see. Science denier, of course. Where's that Fauci today when you need him? My God, did he lie and lie and lie? Some lost their jobs. Many were deplatformed, otherwise injured. And now the United States Energy Department has confirmed that intelligence data shows that the COVID-19 pandemic was caused by a Wuhan, China lab leak, which, you know, was the leading theory of this program dating back to the entire pandemic. I said, I'm not buying this wet market bat crap. I'm not buying it. Jeff Andrew, incidentally, didn't buy it about 15 minutes ago on Fox and Friends first. I catch him quite a bit. He is he is up very early in the morning. He was just on. Many Americans believed that this was true. And of course, we were told by Fauci and Biden and the whole Democrat peanut gallery that you're horrible, you're conspiracy theorists and racists and all kinds of bad things. And now all of a sudden, it's just all true. Quote, because they can't, they got to pat themselves on the back. Kudos to those who were willing to set aside their preconceptions and objectively reexamine what we know and don't know about COVID origins. See how they, they kind of back into that kind of stuff? Hey, we're really great people. We're just so intellectual. We're so, we're so open. And they were not open to anything. Remember, the party that tells you how tolerant they are, they are the most intolerant. The party that tells you that you're a racist, they are the racist. If you just follow my doctrine, a bizarro world where everything is opposite. They're going to be transparent. They're liars. 
they're going to always tell the truth. No, they don't. You could go, you, I'm telling you, test my doctrine on everything they say and do. And it works every time. That's why I should have known. I'm, I'm, I'm still mad at myself. I should have known that Biden in Ukraine was a scam. I should have known that. And the reason is the Hurley Doctrine. Don't overthink the house. Just accept that whatever they tell you is a lie and whatever they do is not true. And you don't have to get into studying and torturing yourself with, well, he is there and it is dangerous and it is a war zone. You got a CNN journalist that said, hey, I've been here for six days. There hasn't been one siren. Biden gets here and there's a siren within 15 minutes. Only there was no ammunition, no explosion, no nothing, just the siren. Then we find out that Biden told Putin three hours before he would even be there. So nothing was going to happen to him. It's still good he went. He should have gone to East Palestine. He still should go to East Palestine. Now he's going to Virginia. I love it. Yunkin said, hey, what are you coming here for? Go to East Palestine. Did you see that Buddha judge? I can't remember if we've had a chance to talk about this. Did you see him? This little incompetent man? There's absolutely no there there. So, ladies and gentlemen, to all of those of you who took a position that maybe got you suspended on social media, deplatformed altogether, had your stuff taken down, had your stuff with some lie thrown over top of it, saying that your stuff is false or only partly true or, or worse. They were wrong about everything. Let me ask a natural question. What are they going to do about it? If someone lost their job because they took the position that I don't believe you, that I believe this happened in that Wuhan Institute of Virology, and people lost their jobs and were punished, and in many ways picked on, put down, retaliated against, what are they going to do about it? How do you set the record straight on something like that? Candidates who lost re-election because the lie was perpetrated as the truth and the truth was absolutely just inundated, avalanched as being a lie. What do you do about that? I mean, look how many examples there are that Joe Biden shouldn't be the president. You don't even have to get into dominion and all the things. I'll tell you, that's one of the things I'm very proud of. I never bit on that fool's gold. I know there are probably people listening right now that believe all that. I never did. I knew what they were doing in terms of ballot harvesting and vote by mail and early voting. I knew how they were winning. But I never bought into all that stuff. And it wasn't to be safe. I mean, I've taken positions that are extremely unpopular at the time. And that by the time the truth becomes self-evident, you don't even get an apology. 
Do you know to this day, I've never been apologized to all the people and all the different entities that came after me. I mean, viciously came after me when I told the truth about Bob Levy in Atlantic City and that he would not be mayor for very much longer. The vicious lies and attacks. No one ever came back and said, hey, you know, sorry about all that. No editorial, no nothing. Because that's the way this game works. They don't care about anything. They don't care about the people in East Palestine. Do you think they care about 4,700 people that mostly are Trump voters that are white and do not check any of the boxes that these absolute losers operate, their, their religion, their cult? Do you think it's an accident that it was three weeks before Buttigieg got there? And that Biden has never been there? Do you think if that happened in a Democrat state, in a Democrat city, that Biden would not have been there by now? And he's never going to go there. And let me read something to you. I mean, there are people to this moment, we're being told by the EPA and all these liars that everything's just great. Well, no, that's not the case. Let me share with you. This is uh, Wade Lovett an East Palestine resident on Saturday, quote, doctors say I definitely have the chemicals in me, but there's no one in town who can run the toxicological tests to find out which ones they are. My voice sounds like Mickey Mouse. My normal voice is low. It's hard to breathe, especially at night. Sidebar, you do know this. Anybody that has asthma or allergies or whatever the case might be. It's always worse at night. I don't know why that is, but it is. Could be that you're laying down. I don't know what exactly it is. Quote, it's hard to breathe, especially at night. My chest hurts so much at night. I feel like I'm drowning. I cough up phlegm a lot. I lost my job because my doctor won't release me to go to work. How's this guy get made whole? And then you have Biden and all these liars saying, oh, we've tested the wells, the water, the water's great. Let's drink it together. And the air is beautiful. And and finally, finally, someone has joined me. I said from the beginning, I said, you know, I don't really agree with the way that they blew up all that, all those chemicals. What did they do that for? And finally, the truth is coming out about that. A month later, that that's not what you're supposed to do. See, we we get put in a box where we get told, oh, this was brilliant. This is great. And this was Biden's decision. This was the Biden government, federal government's decision to light that stuff up. Now, for me, I would think that having a massive explosion like that would make it travel farther and wider. It just would seem obvious to me that that would be the case. So if you're just waking up this morning and if you believed from the beginning that COVID-19, as I did, that COVID-19 was hatched. Now, the only thing I don't know, and I know we could have a disagreement here easily, as we could. I mean, this is an open program. We can have a disagreement on everything. And we're going to have open forum next hour 
and I hope you'll check in and, and share your thoughts. And I'll tell you what I'd like to pr- particularly hear in the next hour. Call in if you were either deplatformed, meaning kicked off, your account closed, or if you were suspended. I can tell you definitely Commander Bill Butler was suspended multiple times. Bill, I hate to call you out. It's, it's out of love. And I know you won't mind. He was suspended multiple times when he would merely cite what he believed during COVID-19. And they deemed that they had to shut you down. Remember, they didn't have fact checkers. They had blatant censoring. And in particular of conservative views. But next hour, call me if you were penalized, suspended. Sometimes it's for hours, sometimes for a day or two, sometimes for weeks, sometimes permanent, deplatforming. Share with us what happened to you during COVID-19. Anytime you wrote what you believed was your truth, your beliefs, your opinions. Because on social media, you should be allowed to have an opinion. You should be able to say that I don't think Biden won the election because I think they cheated. You should be able to say that. You, now, I don't think you get to pick a company and destroy their product and do all these kinds of things that some people did. But I think they got the, the 2020 election by hook or crook, by ballot harvesting, by vote by mail, by early voting. I think I think they got it in a way that never. And of course, if people knew the truth, Hunter Biden, that was hidden. And it was worse than just hidden. That's one thing to uh, acts of omission, acts of commission. An act of omission, you don't report the truth, but they actually wouldn't let the truth be told. And in its place, they put and filled it with a lie, a big lie that has since been disproven. And we know that about 20 to 25 percent of Joe Biden voters would not have voted for him if he knew that this Biden family was a crime wave and all the stuff that's in the Hunter Biden laptop. So he would not be the president. He should not be the president. I believe the COVID lies helped elect Joe Biden president. And we'll get your take in the next hour. We'll be right back. Don't go away. It's early in the morning. Monday morning in the world's playground, WPG, as in talk radio, 95.5, as in South Jersey's most listened to number one news talk radio station. How about that? You did that. Fox News commentary. The Energy Department is finally coming clean about COVID's origin and hint, hint, the conspiracy theorists are right again. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. A good work partner knows what you need before you need it. That's how it feels when you work with Cintas. Your dedicated Cintas service reps get to know your business and have the industry knowledge that can help you prepare for what's ahead. They'll deliver your team's workwear freshly laundered. Make sure your first aid and safety supplies, mats, mops, and towels are stocked when you need them. And your fire extinguishers are inspected and in working order. Visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. 
From the early days of the COVID pandemic, prominent scientists as well as a symphony of conservative leaders have discussed the lab leak theory that COVID was made in a Chinese lab and then leaked into the rest of the world. And if you'll recall, we were called conspiracy theorists, science deniers, and shunned, shadow banned, and censored on social media for even discussing the theory. Well, now, lo and behold, nearly three years later, and the Department of Energy has revised its assessment based on new intelligence and now admits the lab leak theory is most likely the origin of the COVID pandemic. Where is our apology? And not just for this, for all of the many things we've been right about since the start of this thing. Masks, useless. Lockdowns, useless. Vaccines, not effective at preventing infection and spread. We've been lied to for nearly three years. How can we possibly be expected to trust anything that comes out of our government institutions after this? There needs to be some major truth serum. I'm Tommy Laren. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, so let me share a quote from Jonathan Turley. And perhaps he's so correct because the last five letters of his last name are the same as mine. Replace the H with a T and it's the same name. So I think that's the reason. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. Uh, He said something very pithy, very smart about this whole COVID lab leak stuff. And then I'm going to put this on hold until we take some of your phone calls in the 7 o'clock hour. Remember, it's open forum, but I am in search, maybe even from some listeners who we don't usually hear from, that don't call ever or very often. Let us know if you were in any way punished on social media or elsewhere because you had a difference of opinion on this topic. I know many people that this happened to. I put up, I take great pride. I've never been suspended on social media or really um, disciplined. The weird thing, I didn't understand it, but uh, my perfect record was taken from me because two years ago, it was either two or three years ago, the same post that I've done for 10 years in June at the time when Talkers Magazine comes out with the top 100 most important talk radio hosts in America, I write a congratulatory post to all 100 people. There's not a bad word in it. I still don't understand, but Facebook took my post down and said it violated their terms of service. And I wrote them because I said, look, look at my record. I've never been disciplined. You know, I'm very responsible. I mean, look, look at my track record here. Thousands and thousands of posts and feedback and and never a negative thing. They wrote me back that they were too busy to write me back. This is how sick it is. I wanted to write back. Well, you took the time to write me back to say you're too busy to write me back. Why don't you just write me back? I mean, this is I, I still don't know what I did, but the next year I did the same article all over again and it didn't get taken down. And I think I've done it one more time since. So it is open forum next hour, but I really want to hear from folks uh, who were wronged by simply having a different opinion than the socialist Democrat conspiracy of shutting down any other opinion other than their own. And remember, they're the tolerant ones. They're the all-inclusive tolerant ones. 
that I'm telling you are the intolerant ones. So here's Jonathan Turley. And of course, he's spot on. Let's see. Here we go. For years, it's titled COVID lab leak is a scandal of media and government censorship. Of course it is. For years, the media and government allied to treat anyone raising a lab theory as one of three possibilities. They were labeled either conspiracy theorist or racists or racist conspiracy theorists. Isn't that nice? It continued, the media guaranteed that we did not have a full debate over the origins of the virus and attacked those who had the temerity to state the obvious. It always was a leak. And remember, we funded this. Now, here's the only thing that I am open in my mind that I may be right, I may be wrong about this. It, I've, I've really spent time thinking about the issue. Did China do it on purpose or was it an accident? And this is my conclusion. I don't believe they did it on purpose. And I know as soon as I say that, a lot of you are screaming at the radio. No, you're wrong. You're wrong, Harry. You're wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. Here's my theory. Here's my Wuhan theory. Somebody inadvertently is highly contagious. Somebody inadvertently brought it outside the lab, infected that area, and it spread very, very quickly. And China then made the decision, "Uh uh-oh, we can't fess up to this. And remember, we had Fauci lying. He was supporting China. This guy, I'm telling you, should be federally, criminally investigated. We paid for gain-of-function research, even though he lies and says we didn't. We did. So I believe that it got out of the lab by accident and that China then purposely infected the world because had they not, China would have been destroyed. COVID-19, if we could have contained it, China would have been destroyed. So they, they did it by accident, but then they did it on purpose. And I don't know why that's so apparent to me. Because, look, what would be in it for them to intentionally, I don't, I don't put it past them to infect people in a controlled setting, see what it will do. They're animals. But I'm saying it got out of there by accident and then China knew it and did not warn the world and allowed it was very simple they didn't have to do anything they didn't, people think they sent like people on planes around the world to infect the whole world just normal travel people coming from around the world into china people leaving china to go around the world I, i'm telling you i truly believe and i've said this many times i went to disney world months before the the known existence of COVID-19 and I came back with something that if you notice I'm, I'm here every day I, I mean I'm, I don't want to jinx myself but I'm, I'm never sick I almost never miss 31 years 
I came back with something I never had in my life. A persistent cough that wouldn't stop. Never had that before. You didn't know it because I strategically potted the mic down and hacked a lung in here for weeks and never let on. I didn't think I was sick with something I shouldn't come to work. I didn't I didn't know what this was. I would sometimes feel like I had a fever, but I didn't. Sometimes had night sweats. Uh, extremely tired. Exhaustively tired. And this thing took like two months to resolve. Then all of a sudden we hear about COVID-19. I remember saying, hey, I think I had this. Because, you know, it's always around before they never really got to patient zero, I don't believe. So I got it in Disney World. I know I did. Can't prove it because we didn't know what it was. I just thought, you know, I work hard. I don't sleep a lot. I'm just tired, you know, and I got a virus of some kind, you know, we'll work through it. But it was many, many weeks. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Uh, If you're just waking up, uh, you were right. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Harry Hurley, 34 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on the app. We have published an article with 16 never-before-seen photos of the great Atlantic hurricane of 1944 that hit right here. I'm telling you, you've got to look at this. It's, It's amazing. It's a time capsule. South Jersey teachers are great, but not the ones who do this. And a follow-up on the life of Chris Ford, a man who proved that nice guys finish first. It's all on the app. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. We're about 12 hours away from some inclement weather rolling into South Jersey. Daytime hours today look fine, partly to mostly cloudy, high of 44. A shower may creep in by late afternoon, then tonight we get wet. Periods of rain may be heavy at times. Top wind gusts 30 miles an hour blowing off the ocean, low 42. Rain showers may linger through midday tomorrow, then slow clearing, high 46. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 40 minutes past the hour on the Early in the Morning program. All right, so if we play the game the way the other side plays the game, and this is not even as bad as they play it, they'll take something that's just completely, utterly not true, and they will say it about you. For example... Biden, even after being corrected that no Republicans are, are going to cut Medicare and Social Security, he's still the next morning, this this just congenital liar goes out and says it again. And we kind of have Lawton Childs to thank for this because he was going to get his ass absolutely handed to him by Jeb Bush in Florida. Bush was on course to win. He was going to win. It was actually Ma Richards that was going to beat George W. Bush. And then, bammo, just the opposite happened. George W. beats Ma Richards. Remember her? Poor George. He can't help it. He was born with a silver foot in his mouth. Remember that? Bag of hot air. Uh, So George wins, Jeb loses. Jeb loses because about a week before the election, maybe even the Thursday or Friday before the election, and it worked. 
Lawton Childs put out this Metascare thing that um, Jeb was going to take away Medicare and Social Security and all this. Uh, and it worked. Jeb won four years later. But actually, it, I really believe this would have happened had Jeb won and George lost. Jeb would have been president, I think. Maybe George was helped because his name was George. So you don't you don't know for sure. And it was obviously very close. Came down to 500 and some votes out of Florida. But I think I think Jeb may have pulled it off. Then, of course, uh, by the time he ran, he waited too long and he got absolutely just trounced. So what I'm getting at is what's the reason for this history lesson? The Democrats lie every single day. They call Republicans racist, all kinds of terrible names. Want to cut Social Security, want to cut Medicare. Doesn't matter how many times you say you're lying. It's not true. No, we won't. No, we don't. They won't stop. So I'm blaming Biden. 14 million Americans are going to lose their Medicaid. And I'm blaming Biden for it. Now, it's, it's true. It's going to be happening in various states where they have certain laws in effect that will actually result in this. But they lie about everything. So I think I'm going to join them and sort of kind of tell the truth about them. If 14 million Americans lose Medicaid while Joe Biden is president, I'm going to hold him accountable. Anybody have a problem with that? If you do, write my agent uh, and I'll get back to you uh, the 12th of never uh, because I think I'm going to start doing that. You know, I've, I've used a doctrine for 31 years that to be perceived as fair, you have to be more than fair. Uh, it's over. I'm done with it. They lie every day about everything. I'm not going to get into the lying business, but I'm out of the business of being more than fair. Number one, it gets you absolutely nothing. You don't even get credit for it. So 14 million Americans are due to lose their Medicaid under new rules. I'm blaming Biden. I'm not even going to get into, oh, no, no, this is the states. The states are checking everyone's eligibility for Medicaid. This hasn't happened in three years. They're going to check for eligibility. So they're going to find like 14 million people who shouldn't be, who are getting it that shouldn't be. So they're going to lose it. So I'm blaming Biden. And I'm going to do it with a clear conscience. Joe, what are you going to do about it? 14 million people are losing Medicaid under your watch. What are you going to do about it? We'll be back. Join with me. This this is going to be fun. This is going to be the next few years. As they lie about everything, we will relentlessly tell the truth and then we'll kind of sort of tell the truth. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you very much. Great one. It's 49 minutes past the hour. If you're just joining the program and you haven't heard the news, the United States Department of Energy, and they're not the only ones, intelligence communities have also come to this conclusion that the 
COVID-19 escaped from or originated, however you want to put it, uh, originated in that Wuhan Institute of Virology lab. Something that we have been talking about and just accepting, just like it's a generally accepted principle of accounting from the very beginning. It didn't. And, and look, it, it, it's not it's not that we're any smarter than anyone else. I listened to experts who said they studied it and there's never been anything like it before. Nothing like this. It was engineered. Nothing like it had ever naturally occurred before. So there you go. And I'm telling you, Fauci knows it and knew it then. Let's see if they find that guy, get him from under some rock, see what Fauci has to say, because he shut that down anytime it was ever brought up. And you know how the World Health Organization, they defended China. Uh, they all are culpable in this. And what does China do? You know, we hear about these these absolute fools that want reparations that don't deserve anything whatsoever given to them. There should be reparations from what China did here. I mean, families have been destroyed. Millions have died. You think about it. Primary breadwinners of families gone. Every imaginable thing in the spectrum affected by this family members in nursing homes you could go on and on and on kenny jeremiah would still be alive a number of other people and they lied and they lied from the beginning so what i'm hoping is that next next hour has the potential to be one of our greatest open forum hours in the history, 31-year history of this program. I am seeking, it's open forum, so if there's something that's important to you that's unrelated, you know, I'm not going to hang up on you, but I'm, I am specifically seeking callers who, whether it was on your social media, in your job, whatever it is, had a different opinion than the company line and that you were somehow punished because of it either put in suspension, lost your job, whatever the um, the outcome might be. Because I'll tell you what, everybody that was wronged, I th- I, I'm serious. I think even local candidates that took hard positions, that lost their positions, uh, county, state, federal, people should go after someone over this. Because in my estimation, they didn't make a mistake here. This was a concerted effort, a conspiracy to favor one side and shut down any opportunity for the other side to be able to be heard. So that's what I'm hoping we can do. Uh, we'll see how it goes in the um, in the 7 o'clock hour, which is going to be wide open for him. Hey, I haven't mentioned to you. Gianni Russo was, in fact, the subject of that Philadelphia Daily News article. Uh, Boy, he has been just, he has been trashed. I'm fully debriefed now. He was trashed in this Paramount television series, The Offer. I mean, they're basically, not basically, they are saying he beat up 
They're saying he beat up Talia Shire for real in The Godfather. And all kinds of terrible things about him. He doesn't want money. He wants an apology. And he wants his good name. He said last, late last week, you know, I'm 80 years old and, and, you know, I don't want my name to be remembered like this, which is a very fair point. So Gianni is going to be with us for the eight o'clock hour. Gianni Russo, Carlo Rizzi in The Godfather, Mayor Charles Kane, the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township and Kane's Custom Carts in the nine o'clock hour. Here's one for you. Nothing is safe. James Bond, the latest victim of the woke craziness, the censorship that's happening all over the place here in the United Kingdom. I read a report from the Daily Telegraph and the Ian Fleming works about the intrepid spy James Bond are being censored quote unquote they are being rewritten to cut out offensive language this is crazy i i just i I honestly i just can't i can't stand it anymore and we just we just keep on whistling to the graveyard (whistles) feel like mickey on steamboat willie (whistles) i mean it's just incredible just remember though Many, many years ago, I brought up that this was happening and got my face kicked in for it. Nah, nah, that's not happening. They're they're not censoring. They're not changing books. They're not taking other books out and putting new ones in. They're not rewriting them. They're not changing people. No, no, they're not doing any of that until they were, and they always were. But like always, you cannot make people care. So it's just a matter of, educating people and they'll either believe you or they won't believe you. And I don't blame anybody for not believing anybody anymore because there are just so many lies all around us. I'm telling you, if you find people that actually tell the truth, hang out with them. It's rare. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable what's going on out there. So even the James Bond books are not safe. Take that for what it's worth. James Bond. You know, they want to make James Bond a female. And it's just everything they have. Their goal is to destroy everything. And then put in its place counterculture stuff we don't even want and didn't ask for. That not probably 2% of the country agrees with. This is the radical nature of what we're being governed by. Here's a good story because all that has been terrible. Here's a good story. Maybe you heard this story. A gentleman by the name of Elvis Francois. Leave that to your trained broadcasting specialist. F-R-A-N-C-O-I-S. Francois. Not Francoi or Francouz. Francois. Elvis Francois was rescued he survived for 24 days at sea here's the deal he was on a he's on a a sailboat and it got away it just took off and away it went 
and then he became lost at sea for 24 so it wasn't a a, a sailboat that was equipped with like you know two three weeks of food and and all the stuff you would pack if you were going on a long trip here's what he survived on heinz ketchup heinz ketchup garlic powder and i don't know how to pronounce this m-a-g-g-i i don't know what it is magi maggie i don't know what it is um seasoning cubes i guess that's is that a brand is that some kind of like bullion cubes or something so he was accidentally pulled out to sea in december you talk about an amazing story of survival but it doesn't end there and i can tell you francois He's from the Caribbean island of Dominica. He was repairing his sailboat near St. Martin in the Netherlands, Antilles, when his vessel was pulled out to sea. So he's out there. He's lost. He's got no food. And he lives on Heinz ketchup, garlic powder, and seasoning cubes. But here is the epilogue in this Quinn Martin production. The Heinz company wants to give a boat to Elvis Francois. I think that's pretty cool, actually. Instead of making it more like he survived on ketchup, he did survive on ketchup, but he also survived on garlic powder and the seasoning cubes when his boat was accidentally pulled out to sea and he was he had to survive for 24 days i didn't really have time to tell you that um he was rescued i'm trying to remember i think it was the colombian navy that rescued him but what a story all right open forum here's what i'm looking for did you get penalized suspended disciplined on social media for saying that covid19 happened in wuhan china WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. Joining us in one hour will be Gianni Russo, the star of The Godfather. And uh, you're not going to want to miss this because this is um, a very serious allegation many, many years later, which leaves you in a position where it's very hard to defend yourself. You know, when something, what is it, like 60 years? When something comes out like that much later, whatever it is, 50, 60 years, and all of a sudden you're being called that, you you know, you hit a woman and all kinds of stuff. Uh, So we're going to visit with Gianni coming up in just a little bit. Mayor Charles Kane in the 9 o'clock hour. If you didn't hear our opening hour, we opened with the fact that the United States Energy Department has confirmed that the COVID-19 pandemic was caused by a Wuhan China lab leak, which is the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is something that this program has stated from the beginning because I never bought into the wet lab. I was open to it. Until such time that I listen to experts say that nothing has ever been 
put together like this before. It was engineered. It was obvious it was engineered. And it was engineered to really wreck people. Uh, fortunately, because God is great and it diminishes over time, uh, you know, the world's been able to, um, to endure. But think about the many, many tens of millions of people who had their lives cut short. So the energy department comes out. They were previously undecided because, remember, there was a Democrat agenda. Make no mistake about it. It's not an opinion. This is a fact. There was a Democrat agenda in this country, the media and their fellow Democrats, to defend China. Trash Republicans. Remember, who was it that said it? Maybe it was Mark Levin. He said, this Joe Biden doesn't call the Taliban awful names or North Korea or what they do in China, uh, Russia, but he has the harshest words for Republicans. These are sick people that we have right now in the Democrat media and the Democrat uh, elected positions and appointed positions. They have more harsh things to say about Republicans than they do about truly heinous people. So the truth is now self-evident. Now, what does this mean, though, for those that were destroyed, that were called racist, conspiracy racist, conspiracy theorists, science deniers, many who lost their jobs, many that were deplatformed on social media, suspended and otherwise uh, dealt with negatively, uh, had your work with all kinds of lies put on top of it that they that they proffered as the truth. What do you have to say about that now? And what do you think should happen about that now? First of all, I think anybody that lost their job, teacher or anyone, uh, should immediately get their job back with damages. They're not going to, you see, because this is the way it works. They lie for years. The truth gets whispered, and then it's all over. Nothing to see here. But I'm asking this hour if you'll call in. And I I know that even if you haven't thought about it in a while, you remember two and three years ago when if you wrote something, maybe it could stay if they put their little clarification thing or here's here is a link to the truth, a link to content on this. Your thing is not true or it's half true, partly true. That's what I'm trying to have a conversation this hour about. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. No malice. Uh, I hear you speaking, and I get the feeling you're about getting ready to open another can of whip ass. I don't know if it's going to be the jag. I'm not sure where it's going to be. But I want to say this, too. Uh, in 31 years, their radio was there, proud of it. And here's what I'm saying. Uh, there are some situations you deal with. And you say, which way is right or wrong? And mine is, you go for it. Fight, get in there. And that don't work, throw a can with ass. Close your eyes, don't worry about where to go. It's fine, it's own way. There's no way to go to the right people. But I want to make this very clear here. This is political statement coming up. You'll probably figure out. Ah, you know, in the Republican Party, you knew ever heard of a gentleman named Boss Ross, uh, the Republican chairman. I know you know Keith Davis. Well, uh, you started with Boss Ross. Do I know him? I knew him for a lifetime, yes. 
William H. Ross, I believe, the third, but certainly William H. Ross. That's it. Yeah. Now, he used to come up to County Building all the time. I used to see him talk with him. You know, we had a lot of stuff going on back then. We had a commission for home of government and the whole works. But what this is going up to, uh, I want to ask you just a simple question. If you uh, had a housewife or a good, intelligent person, you came to an office the first day, if you know how to count a dollar, would you figure that you could basically count money if you have people there that could carry out the program? Yes. My answer, Willie, is yes. Right. And this is what I want to say. See to the politician, all these people handling all this big money and jamming people up, uh, Social Security, they want to do a review. They're starting already going after the little people. All right. And this is what's happening now. You got these maggots on there, a high lot of them. Maggots. And they're looking for things. And I just want to say to you people, when the government gives you something, be very careful. They want to take it back. If they don't get it from the front, they get it from the back. Hey, Willie, let me jump only because of time. I want to get one more caller in before the break. But Willie 2023 is understandable. I I actually understand. I wasn't sure what the William Ross reference was because it seemed like you got off that quick. But um, I actually understand what you're saying. I I don't know uh, what that means, but I know it's true. 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450. Again, it's open forum, but if you do have an experience dealing with these so-called social media fact checkers and what they did to you for a period of time, if you put put your truth about Hunter Biden or Joe Biden and they shut you down or suspended you or – look, they did it to anyone. They did it to the New York Post. Paper has been around since like the, what, late 1700s or early – 1800s, I think. They'll do it to anyone. But the Wuhan lab issue is no longer a theory. It is now self-evident truth. So what are we going to do about it? 609-407-1450, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How you doing? Very well. Thank you. Uh... This is a call of importance. As we know, our fearless leader wants to put troops in Taiwan. In my opinion, first of all, I've never served in the military except for Starfleet. Um, (laughs) A little levity in the morning. Uh, But to put troops, American troops, in Taiwan, that is asking for World War III. I am so, so sorry. Well, here's the deal. China has over 600 ships now. We have 300. We used to have over 600. I've been saying for years, and the only other person, and he just started talking about it, that talked about what China is doing in terms of expanding their Navy. They are absolutely getting ready to attack Taiwan. And Biden is already on the record saying that we will defend Taiwan. Incidentally, that really wasn't the policy of the United States of America. There was like a a sort of a a wink and a nod, tip of the cap, you know, that that we were there. But it was was never definitively said. Biden changed that in one of his senior moments. He's a scary, scary president, what he's done. Uh, So this doesn't surprise me at all. And, And, of course, he just keeps helping Ukraine enough 
to not lose, but he won't help them enough to win. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure, and please forgive me, the, the admirals and generals should take their heads out of their collective backsides and take a good, real look at reality. This is World War Three. We're asking, and, and Peter, if it do, it may not even take until then. We're in a proxy war already against China and Russia. Uh, that's why Ukraine must win. I I know I have disagreement with someone in our audience, but I don't know how you can look at this thing any differently. Mark Levin put a clinic on about this topic. If Russia wins, it is World War III, without a doubt, because they've already promised they're going on to Poland. And then that is a NATO nation, as Peter knows. So, And then, of course, China would be emboldened. If Russia wins, we lose to both China and Russia. China would then go and uh, be very, very aggressive to Taiwan. North Korea will be more aggressive. What Biden has done, the guy that they said was going to bring the steady hand, has absolutely set the world on its ear with his incompetence. And, of course, no one should be surprised because he has been spectacularly wrong for more than 50 years about everything. And don't forget Barack Obama, who said that Joe Biden is particularly good at effing things up. I mean, it is what it is. He's a disaster, an absolute disaster. And we have Joe Biden announcing uh, that he's done so much and he's just not done yet. Peter, I've got to run. Good call. Sean Hannity is up. Your calls are next. Don't go away. We'll take them in the order that they come in. You'll be next. You'll be right after that. Please don't go away. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. And this is where we now find ourselves, is that the United States is giving good money after bad. And with no intention, a best case scenario is they they fight to a tie. And this is the problem with conflicts historically that the United States gets involved in. If the United States is going to commit militarily to any conflict, whether it be a conflict to protect our own sovereignty or the sovereignty of another nation, and you're not going to commit the resources that would be necessary to win then we really have no business getting involved in the beginning because there's no end in sight here. The conservative underground meets later today on the Sean Hannity Show. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. 
an agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month. SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. And we are back at 22 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program, part of WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Back to your calls at 609-407-1450. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Morning. Now, I noticed that a lot of the articles from the mainstream media are using the term, you know, how they all band up and use the same terminology, low confidence in this report from the uh, about the laboratory in China. Have you noticed that? Yeah, sort of, because they, they want their original lie to still be able to carry the day. So anything that doesn't go with that has to be discounted. But here's the thing. Does anybody think that the, the Department of Energy, the United States Department of Energy, just willy-nilly released this thing? And, Jim, as I know you know, and I hope our listeners know, they're not the only department within the United States federal government that has come to the same determination. Now, you get this guy, Jake Sullivan, who's a political bag of of horse manure, uh, lying. Oh, it's still unsettled. I mean, they are so out of breath in trying to defend China that it it is maddening. Also, one final question for you. What do you think the probability of the um, governor replacing the senator from Pennsylvania? I think it's probably zero. Uh, Fetterman will have to die. There's actually a report I don't know to believe it or not. Kirk Conover sent it to me, and I, I, I'm a little suspect of the source that are saying some terrible things about the condition of Fetterman right now. Uh, but he was never fit to be senator. No, he, as long as he has a pulse, uh, they, they, they will not replace him. Then I read a terrible story that when he was admitted to the hospital, uh, which will be for an extended period of time, weeks and weeks, they say, that his wife just took off, left. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very strange thing. And shame on the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania for electing this guy because he was completely unfit, and they knew it. Well, you get your leadership. So, you know, Pennsylvania, I don't know if anybody's been to Philly lately. Hey, Jim, look look what we've got. I mean, Biden's allowed to be president. Why can't Fetterman be a senator? This is the new standard. Breathing is all that's required. Well, Harry, you having a phenomenal day. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, I, I don't think, I know people are talking about that, but I don't think the Pennsylvania governor has any intentions. And in fact, uh, it's easy for me to, to even render not just an opinion, but state the um, exactly where it stands. Late last week, the governor said he has no intentions of replacing Fetterman. First of all, he doesn't have the authority until there's an opening. If the Democrats took action that he's not uh, able to continue and they removed him, then the Pennsylvania governor would be able to replace. My theory has always been that he's a placeholder uh, to keep the Democrats either at 50-50 or if they got lucky, 51-49. It goes to show you how important 
losing those last couple of seats, just picking up one of them, because guess what? The Senate has no uh, proxy voting. There's no voting remotely. Fetterman would be out of it right now. Republicans actually could have picked a new majority leader, 50 to 49. They could have, and I think they may have, given the opportunity, but it's 51-49, so they still have a 50 to 49 advantage, unfortunately. Every one of those races just went just excruciatingly the wrong way. A bunch of them, from Arizona to Nevada, elsewhere. Every single one of them. Georgia, it's too bad. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yeah, what's up, boss? How you doing? Uh, doing very well. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah, you were talking in your opening monologue about, uh, you know, how COVID affected you in a certain way, and now they finally nailed it down, and it did come from the lab. Now, uh, you know, when I left you and Mr. Trump, what, 30-plus years ago? Yep. Um. And by, and by the way, we know that because I've been here 31. Go ahead. Right. Right. So I went back into construction, and basically what I do now is is home renovations. I don't do heavy construction anymore. You know, I, I think I built like 12 or 13 houses on this island, but I, I, I do home renovations now, kitchens, baths, whatnot, what right? Right. So when when COVID hit, Oh, boy, did it affect me because they were like, stay at home, wear the mask. Nobody, uh, nobody wanted to let anybody into their homes. Correct. Yeah, devastating. So I came home at night and I sat down and my girl was looking at me. I'm slumped over my coffee at the kitchen table. And she said, what's the matter? I have eight guys that work for me, okay? And... I'm worried now. I, I was so worried. They have wives and kids. And how am I going to keep them going? How am I going to get them paid? What am I going to do? She said, don't worry about it, babe. You'll figure it out. You always do. But it, 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 it this whole thing just knocked me down like four pegs. Sure. I, I'm telling you, I, I, I had to think it out. I started doing outside work, but fortunately, Harry, it took me 30 years, but the people that I work for, nobody will touch their houses. Nobody except me. I have their keys. I have their garage codes. I have their alarm codes. I go there when they're not even there. So I was able to circumvent it in a certain way to keep us moving. You know, to keep the, the, the business going. But it, it, it really, really knocked me down. And now we hear it came from the lab, Harry. Come on. Which we knew all along. Yeah. Anyhow, anybody that was at least willing to be open. You know, Fauci, you could barely get him to agree. Well, would you at least stay open to the fact that it could have happened there? He wasn't even open to that. The guy is the highest paid government employee 
federal government employee in the history of the United States of America. And he's a bum. And he was wrong about everything. I don't even want to go through the history lesson, Matt. No mask. One mask. Two masks. This guy was a joke every step of the way. He was. He was a joke. And, and, and it took me 30 years to build this trust. To, to be able to go into these people's homes when they're not even there. Oh, by the way, Matt, walk the dog while you're there. Okay, I'll do that. But he punched me in the gut. Yeah. Well, he shut. He, he if you didn't have such a loyal base, uh, he would have shut you down. There were people, as you know, absolutely destroyed. Their businesses are finite, never to return. Done. What was it? I uh, forget the percentage. Um, 30%, maybe more, of all restaurants closed, never to reopen. Health clubs. The Tilton Athletic Club, which I opened, that was my entree to the Golden Nugget, actually, through Phil Giuliano and uh, hiring me at the Tilton Athletic Club and then my getting to know the different casino executives. Uh, that was able to operate during multiple recessions, no matter what was going on, whatever they had to do, add a swimming pool, uh, have more racquetball courts, have less racquetball courts, whatever was going on that was popular at the time. They turned one of the courts into a basketball court, some of them into other um, fitness things that were popular uh, at the time. They were able to reinvent themselves, two different Sam Youngs, one generation to the next, uh, and and all of that, uh, and bam, they're gone. They would have never been gone. They They destroyed people with this then we have our government defending china it's unbelievable matt thanks for the call good stuff uh we'll be back in a moment when we come back our next caller happens to be you at 609-407-1450 this portion of early in the morning brought to us by perfect basement if you're selling or buying you've discovered potentially mold in the home, water, or structural damage. The experts at Perfect Basement are certified for waterproofing, structural repair, and mold remediation, making it easy for realtors and homeowners alike to work with one company to finish the job quickly and professionally. My friends at Perfect Basement offer priority service for realtors to keep your sales on track with a guarantee that it transfers to the next owner. Visit perfectbasement.com. Check out their great reviews and tell Brian and the entire team that Harry Hurley sent you your calls in just a moment on the Hurley in the Morning program. You'll be caller number two as soon as we come back. So hang in there. Don't go away. 32 minutes past the hour. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Harry Hurley with three stories you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. We have published an article with 16 never-before-seen photos of the great Atlantic hurricane of 1944. I've never seen a collection of this size. It's amazing. Structures, commercial, residential, Heinz Pier, it's unbelievable. South Jersey teachers are great, but not ones who do this. And a follow-up on the life of Chris Ford, a man who proved that nice guys do... 
From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. There are no weather warnings or advisories posted for South Jersey. As temperatures pretty much stay above 40 degrees, our next storm system will be wet, not wintry. We'll stay quiet during the day. Partly sunny this morning, mostly cloudy this afternoon. A shower may creep in late day, high 44. Tonight, periods of rain could be heavy at times, a little windy too, low 42. Rain showers linger through midday tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back to Hurley in the morning. Gianni Russo, who is the one of the stars, Carlo Rizzi, from the Godfather movies. He's the author of a couple of great books that will mentioned when Gianni gets here and also um, the subject of some very, very unkind uh, coverage in the um, multi-episode docuseries called The Offer on Paramount Television, which portrays Gianni Russo in a bad light. We're going to talk about that uh, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. And then Mayor Charles Kane, the Auto Plaza at English Creek. I'm sorry, correct that. The Auto Plaza at Galloway Township. I did the other for 25 years. Give me a break. Uh, the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township and Kane's Custom Carts. Incidentally, not a follow-up on Navage. I like the way that guy says, you knows. Uh, but not a follow-up on Navage, but a follow-up on the following. Because of the mild winter that we've had, people are already experiencing allergies. So I'm not qualified to tell you it's going to be a, a worse-than-usual allergy season, but I can tell you that people are getting touched by their seasonal allergies much earlier than normal. I don't usually get hit hard until about April 1st, sometimes in in March, but usually right around April 1st, like clockwork, because my nemesis is the oak tree pollen, and I can't can't escape it. It, it, It's around me. Uh, So that gets me, but not usually until April 1, but there are people being affected by their season, seasonal allergies as we speak. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. It's a great day in Brigantine. It's a great day to be vindicated. Uh, of course, oh, I, I've lost track. I, I've actually lost count. I, I, I've stopped counting. <laughs> uh, real quick before I get to COVID, isn't it amazing that Joe Biden has basically announced that Joe is running for him just the way Diane Feinstein's people announced that she is not running for her. Right. And just like uh, Fetterman's wife and Fetterman's people speak for him. Yeah, this is the uh, the damaged Democrat Party. Yeah, it's like Woodrow Wilson redux. Yeah, it, it's, it's really true. Uh, and no. But Andy, here's the thing. Go try to make somebody care. Yeah. So about COVID, Harry, um, I'm with you. I haven't gone so far yet as to say they intentionally let it get out. But let's put it this way. If that is eventually what we discovered, that the Chinese intentionally let this out, I wouldn't be shocked. No, you couldn't be because they don't care how many people die. They don't obviously they don't want uh, uh, chairman for life, president Xi for life dying or anything. But I guess they figure they can take care of uh, 
you know, a handful of people. They don't care if millions of people die. I'm just leaning towards that my gut tells me that they really wouldn't have wanted this. But once it happens, let's face it, they'll leverage it any way they can for their advantage. And that included not promptly telling the world about it. Well, here's the thing that, that the first thing that got me, they, when they, when this got out, they stopped all flights from Wuhan to other parts of China, but they did not stop flights from Wuhan to other parts of the world. Well, that's, a, that's correct, because that's where my doctrine comes in, that they didn't do it on purpose. It got out of there by accident, and I'm sure, well, the people died that were in that lab, so they didn't have to kill them because uh, they would have. Uh, but then they thought, oh, my gosh, we, we have to let the world get this. So, yeah, they buttoned down their own shop, but they let the world get infected. Well, but I, I, their, their idea is, well, wait a minute. If we're going to go down, we got to bring everybody else down with us because their goal was to their, – their goal is – to dominate the world, to be the world's superpower. Yeah, and if we had known from second one, as soon as they knew that, that a deadly virus had escaped their, their, their lab, which I'm going to call a weapons lab, not, not a institute of any type of you know, virology or institute of learning. It was a weapons lab, as far as I'm concerned, because look what they were doing in there. And we were paying for it. Ha, ha, ha. It's really, it's hilarious, isn't it? And then Fauci lies every step of the way. No gain of function money ever. Oh, okay, yeah, right. What, what they used that for something else? What was that, for advertising? I mean, come on. So they lie about everything. And China would have been destroyed their whole plan to, to, to conquer the world would have been destroyed because they would have been isolated and it would have only impacted them. Instead, they saw, uh-oh, this is out. We've got to be on a level playing field. We've got to infect the entire world now. And I believe they have to pay reparations for that. Do you? Well, well, Harry, look, I was removed from Facebook three times for 30 days each time, Okay. And, and the posts that weren't removed had the sticker on them, missing contacts or this, that, or the other. Yep. And, you know, uh, what I want to know now is, now that we know this, is it okay to call it the China virus? And well, would, here's, here's what I would, I won't advise you to do this because you have to take a little bit of a risk. But I don't think they have the nerve to take anybody down right now the way that, you know, uh, uh, Elon Musk has exposed social media and so on with um, with his social media platform, uh, I, I think you could get away with that. I think you could write a post that the United States Department of Agriculture has joined other federal agencies to declare that COVID-19 originated in, in a Wuhan laboratory. And I don't know how they could put any any other thing with that. Maybe they would put their little thing about, hey, click on here for more information about COVID-19, you know, to, to, to make your, your, your post look a little, a little fishy. But nobody's going to get in Facebook jail for putting that at this point. That's my prediction. Well, Harry, you know, when I during this time after getting matter, uh, matter of fact, out. Andy, Andy, hold on, hold on. You keep talking. I'm going to I'm going to take one for the team. I've never had a gig ever. I'm taking one for the team. I always say I'm not going to ask somebody to do what I wouldn't do. I'm going to 
I'm going to post what I just said, and I'll let you know what happens. But continue, please. Okay, so during COVID, uh, because of being uh, banned, blocked, put in Facebook jail several times, I decided during COVID, because I had nothing but time on my hands, to write up to start a blog. And my blog was called Common Man, Common Sense. And these were very well researched. I, I put up pictures with them, you know, the way you do with your articles. And people don't realize to do it right, to do one article can take you hours. Correct. Especially if you're doing a long form. My, the, my Andy, the article I did this morning of the 1944 hurricane to import 16 photos, make them look right, write a caption for each one, and write a, a 500-word-plus article. It was three hours. Yeah, it's true. And and people don't realize. So I, I um, uh, you know, people on Facebook, if anything is more than a paragraph, they just don't read it. So I, I started the blog figuring for people who really want to be informed and want something more than a headline, I'm going to write this blog, and then so that I – so that I wouldn't get banned, all I did on Facebook was put up a post if you uh, redirecting people to my blog. In other words, promote my blog on my Facebook page. That way, I wouldn't get put in jail. So people could go to my blog and read my articles. And, um, you know, it, it was really developing a following. But, you know, then, then we, we, we reopened. I went back to work. I simply didn't have the time to do it anymore. But, yeah, uh, you know, it, I, I, I've been vindicated so many times from the very beginning from the efficacy of masks, from the efficacy of lockdowns, from the efficacy of the vaccine itself, from the, 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 the problems the vaccine was causing with people with the myocarditis and everything else. You know, everything I said, and I'm not the only one, but everything we said at the beginning, everything Donald Trump said, how many times has Donald Trump been vindicated? You know, just, you know, for 30 years he was talking about well, China. And don't forget, the Democrat media, and we played the montage, we're not going to do it anymore. The, all of them, they all called it the Wuhan virus and the China virus until all of a sudden they said, oh, no, 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 we got to take China's side here. Then they trashed Trump for calling it the China virus like they never did. Yeah. I want to get that out there, Andy. In the beginning, they did call it the China virus until they decided that they were going to take China's side. I saw it myself. Now, why are we allowed to call it the China balloon, but we're not allowed to call it the China virus? Everybody was calling it the Chinese balloon, the China balloon, the China balloon. Well, when something comes from a place, that's what you call it. It's what we always did. Hong Kong flu, uh, the, um, you know, the, all the different ones that had that name. Uh, this was the only time, but again, it was all part of the Trump has to go. Trump has to be taken down. Trump cannot be the president. So if he's calling it the China virus, then we're going to trash him for calling it that. And we're never going to ever cop to the fact that that's exactly what we called it. Uh, they're, they're amazing. They're amazing in their dishonesty. I'm five minutes late for the break, Andy. I've got to go. It's... Uh, 10 minutes before the top of the hour, you will be the next caller as soon as we come back. Hang in there, and then we'll be visiting beginning the top of the next hour with Gianni Russo on the Hurley in the Morning program. 
Mark Levin. But I'm sick and tired of America being treated like it's not the land of opportunity. Oh, woe is me. They're holding me back. Everybody with a chip on their shoulder. Nobody's holding you back. Maybe you're just a damn loser. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, I went and did it during the break. I posted and I took a screen capture of it in case they delete it on me. And I guess I'm testing my perfect record, my unvarnished record of never being gigged or negatively. I've never been suspended, never received any type of warning or anything, except when I posted a thank you and a congratulatory to the top 100 broadcasters in America. Facebook actually took that down, which still they won't explain why. And I've posted it 10 years in a row. Uh, Nine years, it's been fine. One year, it was against their terms of service. So here's what I wrote. Everyone who said that COVID-19 originated in a Wuhan, China laboratory was called a racist, a conspiracy racist, science denier, and other unkind things. You were suspended and or deplatformed by Facebook and others. So I'm going right to them on this. You were suspended and or deplatformed by Facebook and other social media types for your opinions and beliefs. You were called liars as the real liars took China's side over America's side. Now the United States Department of Energy has confirmed that COVID-19 originated in a Wuhan, China laboratory. Now what? Question mark. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Let's see if that stays, if I get the usual Facebook treatment, the uh, the placard of of shame. We'll see what happens. Caller, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Well, they say uh, when you're over the target, that's when you catch the most flack. So when you tell the truth, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's when you catch the most flack. Flash, it's coming, man. I'm, I'm going to take fire today. There's no doubt. It's coming. Uh, okay, now, as far as... Uh, they couldn't keep the lid on that virus and it escaped from that lab, that virology lab in yes. uh, Wuhan. Yes. Yeah, probably. Uh, that it was invented for that, that Frankenstein's monster of a virus was invented for biological warfare. Definitely. That's how I feel about it. It's a new paradigm. Now, a little bit off topic, I want to bring this up. Five people who worked for an environmental response committee, consulting firm rather, were killed in a plane crash Wednesday in Little Rock, Arkansas, while on their way to a metal factory explosion in Ohio. They also, this is a, Employees of the Center for Toxology and Environmental Health, and I, they were actually going to get to the bottom of what happened in East Palestine also, whether it was a sabotage or not. Also, there was a fire in a, a uranium enrichment plant in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, which really would have been dangerous if it got out of hand. So they determined that that plane was blown up in midair. That's been determined. That's not, that's not aluminum foil wrap nonsense. And actually, uh, there, is, there is a battle strategy that was developed in the 20th century. It's called Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. Uh, this is a top-secret manual said to be found by accident in 1986 on a Boeing aircraft. Uh, the manual outlines a plan to control the masses through manipulation of industry, education, and politics, and, divert, and to divert the public's attention from what is really going on. And included in that is, is train derailments, uh, the rupturing of pipelines to carry crude and uh, natural gas. This, this, this stuff is not happening by accident. And we are in the 21st century. It's a new paradigm, and we really need to wake up and smell the coffee brewing. Thank you. Thank you, Flash, and thank you for hitting your mark. I appreciate it very much. When we come back, Gianni Russo from The Godfather. He's going to make you an offer that you can't refuse next on the Hurley in the Morning program. Then we have Mayor Charles Kane. 
the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township and Kane's Custom Carts. And if you would, we do spend a lot of time on this. Like I mentioned to Andy, it came up just because of the nature of how long it takes to do some of this stuff. The article on the Great Atlantic Hurricane of 1944 with the 16 never-before-seen photos was a three-hour proposition to put that together. Check it out on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Six minutes past the hour. I've really been looking forward to this, and we knew that we would be doing this right after the uh, Daily News article came out about, and that's the New York Daily News, because there's obviously what, is is there still the Philadelphia Daily News? There was forever, but I don't think there is anymore. But I want to make it clear, the New York Daily News story uh, about Gianni Russo, who was um, a star in The Godfather. He played Carlo Rizzi uh, from The Godfather movies. He's the author of Hollywood Godfather, author of his newest novel, The Sixth Family, a Gianni Russo novel, book one, which means more to follow. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, 51 years after the fact, and I guess you throw another year or so in there, because the movie debuted on March 15th, but it didn't get made on March 15th. It got made before then. So probably closer to 52 years ago, suddenly there's an allegation that Gianni Russo hit, beat up, or however they're trying to, to, to word it in the um, docuseries, The Offer, on Paramount Television. There's Paramount Pictures as well. Uh, and we talked briefly about this in advance of the coverage that was going to be taking place. And we said we would reconvene with Gianni as soon as that coverage took place. Well, it did. And he, of course, says he never assaulted Talia Shire. Talia Shire, his wife on the Godfather movies, Rocky's wife in uh, the Rocky movies. Uh, and Gianni, this first welcome back. It's good to talk to you, my friend. How are you? Always, my friend. You're the best. I love it. Right back to you. Now, to get accused of something... 51 or 52 years after the fact that you were never accused of in more than half a century has to be just bizarre. Well, you know what it is more so than that, you know, uh, the entertainment business has made so many mistakes in the past, but now what, what bothered me most is my grandchildren yeah. calling me, asking me, Papa, you hit a woman. I, I didn't. I never watched the series. I don't watch television to begin with, but I've gotten inundated with people saying, even on the street, they can't believe they treated me this way. And when I confronted them, they they just said, "Oh no, they were, this is all true. This is what Ruddy remembered." And uh, you know, thank God. Yeah, this is all true. But it took him fifty-one or fifty-two years to remember to remember. I, I didn't watch any of this. As much as I love The Godfather, and I watch The Godfather movies all the time, as recently as last night, I watched uh, The Godfather 2, and you're in that one as well. Um, 
I didn't watch the offer, but I did go to episode eight so that I could do this interview or I wouldn't know what I'm talking about. So in episode eight of The Offer, which is a docuseries about the making of the Godfather movies, uh, they they make these alley. And I, by the way, I think they were unkind in their portrayal of you uh, entirely, not even just on this um, on this issue of Talia Shire. But they go into, you know, at length to say that, you know, you hit her in the face or something like that, uh, which which you have said is not true. And I don't blame you. You know, you, you thought about suing them for money, but you really just want your good name and you don't want something like this to be your legacy. Why do you suppose did they do this to make it salacious? Well, you know, I, I'm still trying to find out why, because uh, I found an article June of 22 where Taya totally did. He never touched me. And I don't know where the story is coming from. This is in 2022. Now, you would think the lawyers would vet this out prior because I'm still alive and very healthy running around the world. So, I mean, and, uh, you know, it, I, I, I didn't want to get caught in a game because some very high-end attorney friends of mine for years said, Johnny, you're dealing with Paramount, you're dealing with CBS, Paramount Plus. They're going to inundate you with interrogatories and everything else. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mr. Ruddy is 94, and he's going to die, and you're losing your money. You're going to win nothing. Right. So So you just went the route of, I don't want any money from you. I don't want to sue you. I just want you to, to offer a correction. Look, everybody that's seen the movie knows that there's the scene and the China's flying and, and all of that pregnant. Uh, Connie is um, played by Talia Shire, and you are her husband, Carlo Rizzi, and there is that scene. But if you take a scene and you, you then convert that into truth, like whatever's in the scene – means that somebody really beat somebody up, a man beat up a woman, there's going to be a long line of actors that are going to be accused of certain things. This is just crazy. Well, the, uh, the other thing that you're, you're pointing out here, too, you know, defamation is one of the hardest things to prove. But defamation per se, and I hired a, a very strong law firm, and my which is coincidental, the gentleman from the law, law firm, Rooney, Inzerol, I mean, um, Buckingham, Inzerol and Rooney is a law firm. I can't even say the name. That's okay. But Stu Blotnick, Barry's son, who actually got me the part in The Godfather, he was the attorney for Joe Colombo and the Italian Defamation League at the time. And they didn't even mention him in the series at all. He was the one I brought Colombo to the Columbus Circle to try to iron out the differences when they were having problems where the book, The Godfather, was defaming Italian-Americans and their image. So with all that said, to make a long story short, that's who gave me the part. Nobody else, not Ruddy, not the way that the whole thing was depicted. But then you had numerous people that have written Vanity Fair on the 25th anniversary had a 12-page article. None of this came up. So I gave them an opportunity to straighten it out, but they, they got ridiculous with me, and we, we knew, and my lawyers 
basically said, Johnny, you're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, get nowhere. So now I went to the court of public opinion, and here we are. <laughs> what I think is good, Gianni, I think this Richard Johnson does a really good job. He puts the allegation out there. But then he says, and I quote him from his piece from yesterday, the series taglined, quote, the greatest movie almost never made, which I want to talk about that a little bit later. We've got the full hour, so it's going to be a nice, long-form interview with Gianni. I want to talk about that in the second half of the hour because I never knew. Is this true? We'll talk about it later, Gianni. I never knew that The Godfather almost wasn't made. I don't even know what, what they're even talking about there with that tagline. But it, he references the author in the article discussing this yesterday about Gianni Russo. Richard Johnson in the New York Daily News says, quote, Oscar-winning producer Albert S. Ruddy's never-before-revealed experiences of making the, quote, God, The Godfather. There has been widespread debate in the media over whether parts of the series were more dramatizations based on reality than hard fact. And that's what I think. You you know, you know, and I know when you pitch an idea, hey, I got this docuseries with a whole bunch of episodes. It can't be milky toast. They always it's it's like uh, the, the prince and princess, you know, Harry and Meghan Markle. They got to bring the goods in these books. They got to throw somebody under the bus and do this kind of thing. So that's what I think happened here. This guy wants to get the offer produced. So he's got to bring out some things never before heard or seen. And I think that's how you get caught buzzsawed, kneecapped, whipsawed, whatever you want to call it, in this thing. That's my theory. Well, you know, the thing that bothers me, there's, there is a written law called defamation per se. If they defend you, if they defame you, but put you in a crime, which they did, me beating up a woman, that's a crime. Yeah. So it should be a slam dunk. But they started sending interrogatories, already started debating things. And I could see me spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, like I was told. And it was Ruddy dies. He's 94. So by the time we go to court, he'll be dead. Well, I like what Richard Johnson does in this article. He confirms what you have stated on this program even before this article ever came out. Initially, quote, Russo didn't pay any attention to the series until his grandson called him and said, Pappy, you hit a woman? Then Russo started to get stopped on the streets by people calling him an abuser. And then you go on to talk about your reputation, about character assassination, because I I'm, I know how, how you feel on this because you and I have had the opportunity to talk about it, but you can't let something like this stand or that can become part of your reputation. Well, not only that, you know, we've all seen what's gone on now in the past few years of this Me Too action. And, and you know, so many people's careers, I can mention a few f- friends of mine that have now been dragged into it and basically lost everything because they were labeled as a woman abuser and or, or you know. Uh, well, as you know, Johnny, that's gotten people canceled over the last several, you know, number of years where just an allegation gets you canceled. It's crazy. Oh, I know. So so here's something that I think would be so easy. It would be really helpful. Uh, I actually combed the Internet to try to find anything about this issue. It doesn't exist 
prior to the offer. I can't find it anywhere because I don't believe it happened. And I also don't believe that it's ever been reported before now. So I know because I read Richard Johnson's article yesterday, you tried to reach Talia Shire. You contacted her agent. She wouldn't talk and he's not returning calls. You know, how about helping a friend out? I mean, if it never happened and there's never been an allegation that it had, that it ever did happen, are you surprised that they're they're silent right now? Well, yeah, I'm definitely silent because I, I, some fans of mine who've seen uh, the article yesterday, Richard wrote, fortunately, brought my attention to a June 22nd article that Ty Shire was asked if I ever touched her. She said no. He never touched me. That was June 22, June, June of 22. Well, hold on. We're going to go to the break. We're going to come right back. We'll further that point because I know you raised that a moment ago, and I didn't do a good enough job delving into that. If there is a publication prior to this show ever airing, and it is Talia Shire herself saying that this incident never happened, that piece should have never been included in the docuseries, in the Paramount Television docuseries, The Offer. Because if the person says it never happened, that ought to be the final word. But for some reason, they put it in there. And they didn't allow that to be the final word. Either they didn't know, but you would think after the fact they know now. So you say, oh, well, you know, we're really sorry about that. The the actual person admits that it never happened. So we, we, we apologize to Gianni Russo, you know, for the mistake. We'll be back, Gianni Russo and yours truly. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. At 23 minutes past the hour, visiting with Gianni Russo. Almost no introduction required, but I will say the author of The Hollywood Godfather and The Sixth Family, a Gianni Russo novel, book one. Uh, you, you should have both of them in your library. And now I've had the opportunity to acquaint myself with the June 2nd, 2022 article written by Pratik Handor. And here it is. And I just thought about this while reading this. Let's not forget, Talia Shire is the sister to Francis Ford Coppola. Does anybody believe that the great Francis Ford Coppola is going to let Gianni Russo beat up his sister and that all this crap is going to be going on that took 51 years to uh, remember that it didn't happen? So it's, it's crazy that this is going on. But here we go. In the offer, which is this docuseries on Paramount Television, Brandon Williams plays the, um, the role of Gianni Russo, Carlo Rizzi. Cynthia Aileen Strahan plays the role played by Talia Shire of um, Carlo Rizzi's wife, Michael Corleone and Sonny Corleone and Fredo Corleone's sister. And Carlo Rizzi is the abusive husband of Vito Corleone's daughter, Connie Corleone, Talia Shire. And it is the acting debut, by the way, of, um, of, of Russo. So, and of course, Talia Shire, um, I repeat, is the sister of the Godfather director, Francis Ford Coppola, who cast her as Connie after several screen tests. So there's no question. I, I, I know the movie like the you know, back of my hand. There's a rough scene. It's very intense. 
they're in a troubled marriage. Uh, it sets up the stage for Carlo's ultimate fate. And in the eighth episode of this Paramount uh, docuseries, The Offer, which they titled Crossing That Line, the film depicts this particular sequence. But the series also decides to say, and I, in my estimation, invent that Russo actually hit Talia Shire in the face while filming the violent scene. So in the interview, and I did see this, come to think of it, I saw Pacino and I saw um, uh, James Kahn and, and the rest of them uh, in this 50th anniversary celebration of The Godfather. It was, it was an excellent TV show. Uh, so Shire mentions during that 50th anniversary celebration that while filming the scene, that it was an intense affair, it required her to move around while breaking heavy plates and dodging whips from Russo. Uh, Coppola also stated that filming the scene depicting his sister being abused by her on-screen spouse was difficult, but Shire did not ever mention ever being actually hit by Russo. So there you have it, Gianni. Well before this, well before this, there it is. If, if, if I'm Perry Mason, I win again. Yep, I know. That's so wild. And I can't believe they were so negligent in letting this go. So what, I'm not going to stop. So, so I was just going to ask you, what do you do about it? Well, what, what I want to, I mean, my, I, I've been blessed. You know, I, I don't need a lot of money. I'm 80 years old. I have a great, great career, which I want to announce later on, something nobody knows would be first time on your show. But to me, I want a public apology. I want to, I don't want to take the series down. I understand the money, and I've been in the film business a long time now. But just take out, they can, they can bleep it or overdub it, take out the derogatory, and change the lines. I did not hit her. Yeah, I, 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 honestly, I don't think that's too much to ask. And she's not on record as saying you ever did. Uh, so I think you do. You, you, you have. I know what you're talking about, all the defamation. And it's very, it can be very protracted and, and expensive and all that. But you would, you would hope that they would say, hey, look, yeah, they are showing us that she's never actually said he ever hit her and he didn't hit her. And we're saying he did. And it seems as though this series is not, portraying itself you know you 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 watch these different things on tv and they will say that some of the names have been changed and there's been dramatization done you know so they're admitting to taking great liberty but correct me if i'm wrong gianni the thing that makes this troubling is if they had said look this didn't really happen but we just want to make it more dramatic so we're going to say it did this is this is fiction not nonfiction. They're billing this docu-series as the truth, correct? No dramatization, right? Right. Not the, but the other thing we should let your audience know that bothered me most, they, he, she didn't say Carlo hit me. She, Johnny Russo hit me, and it looked like he deliberately did it and liked it. Oof. That's terrible. I mean, that's, that's, I mean that's, that's not a character. It's not a mistake. It's not... You know, in the fight scene, I could have heard her by a slip because we were all over three rooms breaking dishes and everything else. But none of this happened. 
Have you figured out why you think they did this to you uh, for the reasons that we mentioned earlier, just to make it something that's never been said before and to help to help it by you may, you know, turning I, you into a bad guy? I hate to think that they are not that naive. First of all, I'm not living under a rock. Mm-hmm. I have two books out, like you pointed out. Hollywood Godfather is a bestseller for four years. <laughs> and now my new book, the you know uh, the the sixth family is already getting five star reviews on Amazon, so they have to know I'm out there, and I'm just going to let this happen. Right. For example, uh, you could say that James Khan actually beat you up in the fight scenes, which a friend of mine told me is true. He was really hitting you in the fight scenes, Gianni. But James Khan's not here to defend himself. They're accusing you of something. You are here to defend yourself. The James Conn fight scene was pretty rough stuff, wasn't it, uh, Gianni? I almost called you Carlo. But the, but the interesting thing about that even, in in the offer, I'm getting beat up by Jimmy Conn off, off screen, but they're reacting to it. And the assistant director said, we should stop this. He's getting hurt. And Francis says, yep, let's stop. And Ruddy's character said, no, let's teach that punk a lesson. That's what he says. So he's condoning Jimmy Kahn, who did chip my elbow, who did break two ribs on me in that fight scene. But it was my first movie. I thought, who knows what happened. And nothing happened from that. I didn't get any extra money. Nobody said anything to me. But I chipped my elbow, broke two ribs. They were all aware of it. They spoke about it. I've been telling that story to everybody that would listen, and it's been in print. The 25th anniversary in the in Vanity Fair, I mean, that's a written in there that I got beaten. So, Gianni, this is interesting. Do you deny the Talia Shire stuff, and there's no evidence to support that it ever happened, and she says it didn't happen. The Paramount series also shows that James Conn excessively beat you up during that uh, Godfather scene by the fire hydrant. That actually is true. And you just cited the injuries that you suffered during that beatdown. Oh. So, I mean, I, I mean, there's so many different things here that were overlooked. And, and now I'm the one that's the villain. <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> Johnny, hold on. Halftime break. We're going to be right back. It must be a terrible feeling, especially when something comes out more than 50 years later for the first time. It's got to be just mind-blowing, and especially when you consider the fact that you have children and you have grandchildren. They're hearing something about their father or their grandfather for the first time in their lives and then have to actually say, you know, Poppy, is that that true? They say you hit, you know, the woman. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's got got to be terrible. We're going to be right back. Please don't go away with Gianni Russo. I am Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because of you. South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. This is the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network. Harry Hurley, we've got three incredible stories and many, many more, but these three I'm highlighting. We published an article, which I think has amazing content in it, and even more so, 16 never-before-seen photos, original photos, 
of the Great Atlantic Hurricane of 1944 that you can actually see the devastation. An article about teachers and a follow-up on the NBA great and our local legend, Chris Ford, who proved that nice guys do finish first. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. We're about 12 hours away from some inclement weather rolling into South Jersey. Daytime hours today look fine, partly to mostly cloudy, high of 44. A shower may creep in by late afternoon, then tonight we get wet. Periods of rain may be heavy at times. Top wind gusts 30 miles an hour blowing off the ocean, low 42. Rain showers may linger through midday tomorrow, then slow clearing, high 46. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. With Gianni Russo, we continue Hurley in the morning at 39 minutes past the hour. Here's what I want to do in this segment. Then after the final break in about six, seven minutes from now, we'll have about 10 minutes uninterrupted. And Gianni will fill everybody in on a breaking news announcement that's not been uh, made anywhere else until here today. I can't wait for you to have that opportunity to share what's new uh, in your professional career, in your life. We'll get to that after this mini segment. I want to stipulate, you say you didn't do it. There's no evidence that you did it. She says you didn't do it. I believe that you didn't do it. And I think ultimately uh, all reasonable people are going to know that you didn't do this. I saw a good movie last night and in it, uh, a very famous actor had the quote, he had to kill this guy at the end because he said the only way that three people can keep a secret is if two are dead. Uh, so, uh, this would not have been able to be kept a secret for 51 or 52 years. Uh, I side with Gianni, the facts, all the evidence, uh, is in your favor. So here's what I want to move on to. The Godfather one, the original received three, this off the top of my head, but I think I'm right. Three Oscars and was nominated for another eight for some reason. And I can't explain why. My favorite, and you're in both, is Godfather 2. I think maybe I just like the Michael Corleone, uh, you know, taking the family over and and that better than the first. There is, as you know, a lot of flashback stuff in Godfather Part 2. So you do get a lot of the first uh, in the second. And the third is better than it gets credit for. But unusually, the sequel, the Part 2 which was two years later in 1974, is one of the few sequels that's deemed superior to the original. Now, I, I didn't know that that was a, a given, but it seems to be. Do you believe that Godfather 1 or Godfather 2 is the better movie? Well, I like Godfather 2, like you're pointing out. I like the history of it, how do you see Don Corleone come to this country as yep. a boy, yep. how he made his bones and I mean, it just tells the complete story. So I agree with you, too. is an amazing movie, but it didn't get the accolades one did. And that's kind of, it's kind of, well, it, 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 um, it did theatrically, it won six Oscars. The original only won three. So it actually did get the accolades. But I think but I'm mo- public, public, that is publicly, th- that is true. 
you, 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 I'm not debating. I'm not de- debating the great Gianni Russo. You're absolutely correct, and it was literally going to be the next thing I said. The public, though, if we poll the public, the public votes for Godfather One over Godfather Two. I think by a substantial majority. Even though I've always said to our listeners for the past 31 years, I like the second one better than the first, and it's the first chance I ever had to ask you on or off air. Which one was your favorite? Let me move to Godfather 3, which just gets trashed like it's Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez and Geely or something like that. Godfather 3, I think, is better than it's ever given credit for. What is your thoughts of Godfather Part 3? Well, you know, it's funny because I was involved in Godfather 3 in the beginning, which I thought was a brilliant idea and fulfilled my ego. I wished it happened. Francis Ford Coppola approached me of playing my son that Michael baptized to come back and avenge his father's death. The script was amazing because you can imagine when the baptismal and the only reason Michael in Godfather 1 agreed to baptize my son, who I, I named Santini after his brother <laughs> that I had killed, because it would give him a great alibi being on the altar while he wiped out the other four families. But with that said, that script was amazing. And then they started casting it. They wouldn't give Robert Duvall the money they're given Diane Keaton. So he was replaced by George Hamilton. Then uh, Winona Ryder was supposed to play the part of the the, uh, sister and and that fell apart, and you know it, it just kept. I mean, I don't know what went on with that script, but it, it didn't get the accolades. What you're seeing now, The Godfather Three, is the new Godfather Three that they brought in and re-edited, which I think, like you, it is a good film now. By the way, little trivia question for you: Your brother Harry, actually, me meaning me, I actually wrote the purchase order on behalf of Steve Wynn, that purchased the tanning machine that George Hamilton was forever tanned with. That is my, I don't want to say claim to fame because nobody knows it, but that that is a true story. It was the best uh, tanning machine at the time on the market. It was obviously decades ago. It was in the 80s, and it was one that had less burning rays, more tanning rays. You do need some of the UVB but you don't need as much as some of the machines that did a lot of skin damage uh, had. So uh, Steve Wynn loved it so much that I got one for him, too. Actually, he paid for it. I just wrote the uh, the purchase wreck. Let me ask you about this, Gianni. The Godfather Coda, the death of Michael Corleone, the redux of Godfather Part Three. Is it is it a big deal in your estimation what they did here or is it much ado about nothing? Well, I mean, you know, knowing they had the footage and the, the things they had, so they recut it. Yeah. And they used it and, and capitalized on the money they spent. I mean, they made a fortune and still are. I mean, they I know they just renewed again. I I actually have a business because of The Godfather. I mean, if you go to the website, Cordelion Fine Italian Foods, I own that with some friends of mine, 
I own quarterly owned vodka. It's been out forever. And we're now going to like 73 countries. Unfortunately, Greco and Son of Chicago, who does $7 billion a year in Italian food distribution, is my distributor. So there's so many layers here. I'm bottling quarterly on um, Clemenza's meat sauce right now. <laughs> Amazing. So, I mean, I've taken advantage of this film so many ways. It's, it's, just, it's changed my whole life. Is this Jenko olive oil, does it actually exist? I own it. I own the brand. So you've got the brand there, too, not just not just the wine and some of the other things. So you've got the Jenko olive oil brand that I see in the in the can that looks just like it does in the movie. How very cool. I'm glad they did the Redux because I love the movie so much that when I get an opportunity to see scenes that I didn't see before, decades later... I was very jazzed up about it. They changed the order a little bit. I thought some very good decisions were made. I'm glad they did it, and it gave everybody an excuse to buy another DVD or buy the digital version, however people buy their movies these days. I'm glad they did it, and I I think it was – I think it made Godfather 3 actually a better movie. When we come back, one more power segment straight ahead with Gianni Russo, and he'll share some news that you haven't heard before, before the end of the hour as well. We continue right after this on the Hurley in the Morning program. Barclay, Van Camp, and Robbins. Scientists in the UK are now proposing rationing food, gas, and other necessities in order to save Mother Earth. They claim this would help the countries to slash their greenhouse gas emissions rapidly and fairly. Mm-hmm. That's complete nonsense. If we just give saying. up meat, gas, and electricity, we'll be fine. <laughs> Markley, Ben Camp, and Robbins. Weekday afternoons at 1 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Eight minutes before the top of the hour with Gianni Russo of Godfather fame, author of Hollywood Godfather, author of The Sixth Family, a Gianni Russo novel, book one, uh, which means to me there's book two coming. And I think uh, Gianni told us last week there's a three-book deal that they want him to do. So we're going to catch up in this segment with Gianni, what's new with him. My brother wrote me a very good question. Gianni knows my twin brother. Uh, He wrote me a very good question. Do you think – I'm going to just say up front I think the answer is yes. Do you think that there was a miss by having Pacino play an older character than himself in Godfather 3 They could have – done that later even but do you think they went too far forward between godfather 2 and godfather 3 gianni well you know i don't know that thinking of paramount and i first of all they were they were skeptical of doing one two or three from the beginning there you go and and three was you know the one that was really on the wire and then it started falling apart with the characters i mentioned earlier and the cast had to be changed so many times that uh, they just went and did it. And I, I think Andy Garcia, uh, with his age, he had to have Pacino had to be older by then. That's true. That's true. He, Andy Garcia was the bastard son of son. Sonny Corleone. Yeah, yeah. And they they had a whole fourth one that could have been great with Andy Garcia. 
you know, as as uh, Don Vito Corleone. But um, all right. So now let me turn it over to you. Tell us what's new in your life, Gianni. Well, you know, what's so funny. I, I believe that you know, from everything negative comes a positive. A, f- a few weeks ago, Anthony Special, who I worked with many years ago in player development, which that's what he does. He does that for ballets. He contacted me, and years ago, I was hosting golf outings and higher player dinners and this and that. We got conversation. He said, I want to introduce you to a man, John Happernset, who's the entertainment director now for ballets. And I'm proud to say I made an exclusive deal with ballets for 14 casinos. So you guys are going to be seeing me a lot. I have to thank Anthony for bringing me into this. And we're going to start doing what the old casinos do. And Bally's is a master of it because they're not afraid of high rollers. And like other casinos, only want certain players. So I'll be a part of the Bally's family, entertaining, hosting parties, golf tournaments, which will start this May. And I'm very proud to say so. Howie, I'll be seeing you a lot in Atlantic City. Well, <laughs> Gianni, that makes me very, very happy. You know, and I was thinking about this. An evening with you where you can ask questions and get insight about Hollywood in general, uh, about your different books, obviously about the Godfather movies. What a blast. I'm sure you've done this before where you watch the movie and then you have a Q&A afterwards or something like that. I know it makes for a long night because obviously they're long movies, but I love – see, when movies are great, I'm disappointed when they're over. These movies that are an hour and 30 minutes, I can't stand it. I mean, I love the fact that the Godfather movies are more than three hours because they're great, so you don't want them to end. That is uh, – congratulations to the Bally's uh, – hotel casino uh entertainment organization for realizing the value uh in my friend gianni russo because that is an awesome uh signing and you're you're going to do great things because i've been in your company for those who haven't figured it out by now you are interesting you are relevant and you're a blast to be around i mean the night at our event you captivated our audience of more than 250 uh, that just loved listening to you talk. So you're going to do amazing things you already have. So could not be happier for you, my friend. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time you give me all the time. You've been a good friend through the years. Ah, it's, a, a, it's As easy. you know, Augie Rand, yep. Tom Cantor. Yep. I've had so many great casino people teach me the ropes. Augie was one of my first guys, you know, at resorts. When, when, uh, well, you know, you're talking about casino royalty now in Augie Renna. I, I mean, they well, don't, they don't come any better, any more honest, any more hardworking, any more loyal. You know this, and I know this, and I, I go back to Augie to the resorts days when, believe it or not, before he was a senior VP of, uh, in the gaming realm, when he was director of human resources, Augie, uh, he, he's done it all. And he's as loyal a friend as you will find. You know that, though. Well, we've been friends over 40 years now. And then there's another young gentleman that you had on Friday, which I came to, came on to follow him, Tom Cantone. Yes. What he's done my career, just with Mohegan's son. So, I mean, it's it's. I'm so happy to be back there. 
and doing this, especially with Anthony and John, that they gave me this opportunity. And the whole Bally's family, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And they're going to bring gaming back to what it used to be. Well, Gianni, I, I, I congratulate you. The music says we have to go for now. But an hour with you goes by like it's five minutes. Uh, congratulations, of course, on all your success. And I appreciate the opportunity to talk through the other thing, which I, which I think is just a bunch of uh, untruth anyhow. But uh, I've enjoyed our time together. And let's do a lot more of it, my friend. I appreciate it. Anytime you want. Thank please. you, Gianni. You be well. Yes, and thank you. God bless your audience. God take, bless you. Take good care of the, the forever young. And when I tell you that, his energy level, I mean, that's why I keep telling people, it's biological age and chronological age. It's not the number. It's the person. And he is as vibrant as someone less than half his age. We'll be back. Mayor Charles Kane is next. It's early in the morning. GG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Six minutes past the hour, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for Mayor Kane to grace these airways as he's been doing for decades, Monday mornings in the 9 o'clock hour, the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township, the official, the exclusive automobile service parts and sales provider for the Hurley in the Morning program for many, many years, decades, and for the Hurley family personally, which we're very proud of uh, because we believe he's the best and Anne-Marie and the team, the best. So we go with the best and we urge you to do the same And, of course, Kane's Custom Carts, which is a whole new era, ERA, era of excitement uh, within their brand. Joining us now, my good friend, Mayor Charles Kane. Mr. Mayor, welcome to your program. Good Monday morning, Mayor. How are you? I'm jazzed up. I just did an hour with Gianni Russo from the Godfather movies. I mean, come on. I can't believe it. It was so much fun. I got to listen to most of it. He's always a pleasure to listen to. Uh, he's always been uh, a great guest at, uh, at at your event. And um, what a storied life. And uh, it needs to be told. So um, I'm happy that uh, he'll be back out there, uh, um, you know, uh, pushing uh, his, his, his life's history and uh, letting people know, uh, you know, what, what he's been capable of accomplishing in his life. So it's fantastic. It's, it's true. But, and he's also dealing with, in the beginning of the hour, we talked about the fact that this um, Paramount Pictures, and I guess it's the Paramount Television side of Paramount Pictures, because uh, you have the movie theater and then you have the television side. The Paramount Television side, they decided in this uh, docu-series of multi-parts in episode number eight to accuse Gianni Russo not of having a violent scene in a movie, which is obvious. I mean, the scene between... Uh, Carlo Rizzi and his wife, Connie, who is, as you know, the uh, sibling to uh, Michael, Sonny, and uh, Fredo Corleone. Uh, So they decide to say that Gianni Russo actually, literally, really beat up Talia Shire, which she has never alleged. In fact, she said the opposite. So 51 or 52 years later, at like age almost 80, 
He's got to deal with this. He's got his own grandchildren saying, you know, Poppy, did you did you uh, did you did you hit a woman? Did you punch a woman in her face? Did you do this? Did you do that? Mayor, can you imagine that nightmare in your life coming out 50, 50 some years later erroneously? Mayor, I just finished that series. Um, great series, by the way. If you're a fan of the Godfather movies, you're a fan of Hollywood. You're, I mean, it's it's a great series to watch. It's on Paramount Plus called The Offer. I do recall that episode, and I thought that they pushed the storyline a little further. And you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Um, Wow. No, I couldn't imagine that. It's, now, uh, ironically, what he actually went into, but he's never complained. He never sued, you know, Francis Ford Coppola or anybody or, you know, Paramount. Uh, he actually got beat up by James Caan, Sonny Corleone, in that scene by the fire hydrant. Look, you know, you've watched the movies. That scene of him getting hit with the trash can lid and just dragged all over the, the street and onto the sidewalk and into the dumpster, you know, area. Uh, trash area, beat up with the trash can lid, all of it. He broke teeth. He broke multiple ribs. He did get beat up, but he's never, he never cried and said, I got beat up by James Caan. You know, I mean, it was very realistic. And it looks like James Caan got a little out of hand. Because I I remember watching that thinking, wow, you know, I know this is um, Gianni Russo's first acting role of his career. But this is either fantastic acting or James Kahn is kicking the you-know-what out of him. So what really happened, they don't seem to make clear in the offer. Uh, and what didn't happen, according to Gianni Russo, and I believe him. I'm going to tell you why I believe him. I've gotten to know him. But also, Talia Shire says it never happened. Why would people put something? Now, keep in mind, I know you know this, Mayor, but some of our listeners might not know it. This is not one of those uh, TV series where they say we've taken liberties, some of it's fictional, some of it is exaggerated, some of it is made up. They have portrayed this as this 90-some-year-old guy coming out with stuff that's real that you've never heard before. And I think they're exploiting Gianni Russo in a very bad way. Well, I, that's, I mean, watching the episode, uh, you know, watching uh, the, the response to um, Ruddy and Coppola, uh, knowing that this scene was going to go in the, in, the, in the way that it did, knowing that this was going to be a real beatdown. I mean, and, and, you know, now that you see the uh, offer, you see that remake of it, um, and you go back and watch the original movie, I mean, it's a very convincing scene, and that's because it appeared that it was real. Right, but he didn't punch her in the face, and he didn't do the things that they're saying happen. And she admits to the same back in a 2022 interview, which we now have a copy of, uh, that it didn't happen. Now, we know it was very violent. Uh, They were breaking plates and all kinds of stuff all over the place. Uh, But that was was what it was supposed to be. So uh, do you think, Mayor, in this woke, political, correct world we live in now, that even acting is now people are going to be accused of literally being guilty of being a woman abuser because you filmed a scene in a movie. This is this is new territory, Mayor. 
Wow, Mary. You know, the the word was on my lips, and I said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not going to say it because I didn't want to take it that far." But you're, I mean, I think that that because of the woke society that we live in, um, you know, they they put that dialogue in there to justify the actual beating. So um, because it was, it was. I mean, it, again, if watching the original movie, I mean, it was a violent scene. I mean, it was. Uh, it, you know, you you felt that he was really getting beat up. And um, but uh, well, now now you know he really was getting beat up. Yeah, because because he, he said it here this morning, multiple broken ribs, broken teeth. He got he got his ass beat by James Caan. Well, listen, it was a pivotal scene in the movie. It set the tone for you know who was in control, who was you know uh, you know how the mafia. You know, supposedly handled things. Um, so, uh, integral part of the movie, and uh, uh, you know, the offer again. If you have an opportunity to see it, Gianni Russo is always a pleasure. It's always great to see him at the events. Um, but if you get a chance to see the offer, it's a great, great uh, series on uh, the making of the Godfather. But, but I got to say, though, now I question though. Uh, once you know, in a court of law, there's a, a Latin phrase about you know, if you tell the, a lie once. You know, once false, all false. It's better said more eloquently than I just said it. But I don't believe that's true. So why should I believe anything else, Mayor? I haven't watched uh, The Offer, and you know how much I love the Godfather trilogy. I watch it all the time. This is a crazy thing, and it's going to sound like a um, like a funny statement, but I don't mean it that way. If I'm having trouble falling asleep one night, and I've got to get enough sleep to function the next day, I put usually Godfather 2 on, not to fall asleep, but I love it so much that for some reason it makes me fall asleep because I should be asleep. You know, I am tired. It's just you're overtired sometimes. So it's my go-to movie. And I know Margie knows this. Oh, you're watching that again? I said, no, I'm going to sleep now. So I watch it to both love it and watch it, but also it's my go-to. It's 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 my, I can't explain it, but it's my, um, it's my, my sleep aid uh, in a good way. So I, I would be like lining up. I got the, the uh, Godfather, you know, uh, Corleone, Coda, as soon as it was available, the redux of, of part three. I would usually be the first one lining up for the offer. But when it had this crap about Gianni Russo, who is a friend, and, and he tells me on and off air, it's not true. And anybody that heard him today heard how uh, – you know, passionate he was and insistent he was that it's not true. And you have Talia Shire saying it's not true. And yet they put that in there as though not not that it's a, a, a fictional characterization, exaggeration just for, you know, to make it interesting. But this is all about this guy Lundy saying that, you know, he's releasing things that have never been known before 52 years later because the movie came out. 51 years ago, but they made it over 52 years ago. So what I'm not going to watch it now. I, what I did do, I put episode eight in because I this weekend because I knew I was doing the interview with Gianni this morning. So I wanted to see exactly how they portrayed him. And actually, you can tell they portrayed him unkindly, period. Not just in that he allegedly beat up uh, Connie, a.k.a. Talia Shire, but they they treat him unkindly after that even, so I'm not watching it. Mayor is what I'm telling you. I'm not, I'm sure it's as good as you say. I don't question anything that you ever tell me. But I found false in one. False in one is false in all.
for me. Well, I sincerely appreciate your, your your loyalty and your friendship, but I mean, look, in my eyes, I mean, it's his character. I mean, he's supposed to be that horse's ass. He's supposed to be that wannabe gangster that, uh, you know, could be capable of doing exactly what he was accused of. I honestly, I mean, again, and I think it's the closeness of your relationship. Um, I, I didn't see it, you know, in the movie. You know, I felt that he put his hands on her, and that's why he got the beat down the way he did. So I didn't take anything of it, but I, I thought the storyline again. I did th- think it went a little further than um, uh, than what it did in the movie. But um, again, I, I think it was a great. It, it taught me a lot of things about a, a trilogy that I love so much, and uh, I, I really enjoyed watching it. Good, I, I'm glad, and I usually would have, but when, when you do that kind of thing, it just turns me off completely. I won't say I'll never watch it, but I don't intend to watch it anytime soon and it's really a shocker that i haven't watched it before now and only because of that uh particular content because it is something that would be uh something i would be one of the first ones to uh to begin to watch i i probably would have started watching it earlier but my paramount plus was not working for some reason and that prevented me from watching certain things like some of the um uh spinoffs of uh yellowstone I haven't been able to watch because they're not on the regular Paramount. They're only on the Paramount Plus. But anyhow, that was fun. Let's uh, let's get our first break in. And when we come back, Mayor, anything that's on your mind, the latest at the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township, Kane's Custom Carts, the life and times of Mayor Charles Kane, whatever you want to talk about, the time is yours next. With Mayor Charles Kane, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's number one talk station. Because you went and you did that, and we thank you for it. 23 minutes past the hour. That gentleman, that fancy Fox News announcer, he cannot say that enough times for me to be satisfied. I'm insatiable. When it comes to him saying that he needs to say that every single time. And if I were king, he would. Mayor, we continue with Mayor Charles Kane and we're talking about the Godfather and the mayor has agreed to continue. This is like this is recreation. This, this is this never feels like work, but this especially feels like recreation. My I'm, I'm hard pressed. There, there are several movies that compete for my heart and my mind. I love Titanic although I haven't watched it as much as I used to watch it, the James Cameron one, although I've watched the other ones as well, uh, his is superior to all of them. Uh, I love the movie Somewhere in Time, which is uh, Christopher Reeve and Jane Seymour. Amazing movie. And I want to go to Mackinac sometime, but you ought to see. It's like a scavenger hunt. You, can, I haven't found a good way to get there. It, it, is, it is multiple flights, uh, some some probably a boat in it's crazy i it, it just haven't found the way to get there yet but i will get there sometime maybe even during the annual somewhere in time uh show that they have and, and occasionally i shouldn't say occasionally many years jane seymour actually just you know surprises and some years she's scheduled and she's made a lot of those uh particular special events at the um the grand hotel uh, which is in Michigan, in case you didn't know that, uh, Mackinac Island. No cars are allowed. It's, it's it's a pretty amazing place. So that's in my heart, mind as a favorite movie. And I have to say, Mayor, and I know we're going to have a split decision. 
this could be the morning of split decisions with my brother Kane. Uh, I out of the three, and and I want to say it's close, but I'm so decided about it that it might not be that close. I pick Godfather two over Godfather the original, and you usually don't say that. Uh, rarely is a sequel ever better than the original. In this case, I think it is uh, for a lot of reasons. I like Marlon Brando a lot. I just like the family and the the movie and the storyline. And Gianni Russo said it very well last hour. And uh, as you know, he starred in the movie. Uh, he said that um, he likes the way they go back to the old country and they come back. And I just love the way that they do that. De Niro in it, and then you know, then it's Michael Corleone uh, as as Don Corleone. It's just I just love the second one, and I have to admit, and we'll get to it. The third gets its face kicked in for no good reason. It's not Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez and Geely. It's a really good movie that gets trashed. Because it gets trashed, because it's the third, because it's the ugly whatever, stepchild or whatever. Uh, it's much better than it gets credit for. So I'm, I am picking strongly Godfather 2 as the best of them all. In fairness, it did win twice as many Academy Awards, six versus three. Michael uh, Corleone, um, Al Pacino won for best actor, I believe, and then it won five others. I'm picking two over one, but Mayor, I already know we broke the Johnny Carson rule. I already know your answer. Your answer is that the original is the best of them all. Tell us why. Well, I, I just, I mean, obviously just laying out the entire storyline. I mean, and I appreciate that because they did that in two with the rise of uh, 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 Michael. But um, I just think that, you know, the, the acting and the cast that was assembled in, in, in one um, and the entire story, uh, it was just fantastic. I mean, I, um, you know, I, I felt like uh, you know you had an insider's look at what actually went 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 on in that era. Uh, you know, in in, in uh, this type of situation. So, I mean, I just I enjoyed one immensely. Uh, I I think two uh, was a good movie. I was not a fan of three, um, but. Um, yeah, that's one one person's opinion. Well, I know th- it's a very valued one. Now, in terms of the first one, it's hard to argue with what you just said. I mean, the cast is is remarkable. The, the second cast in Godfather Two is not chopped liver, and you're not saying it is. Marlon no, Brando no, no. and James Caan, and you go you go through the litany of all the people. Uh, a lot of them are in in the second one as well, but yeah. it, it's tremendous. And I will say this. I don't know if you agree or disagree. I enjoyed James Caan, Sonny Corleone, uh, just a hothead lunatic. I like that for a limited amount of time. And I'm glad, though, that he didn't take the family over for the long run. I just for me and I know they you talk about how there and, and if you watch that series that Mayor Kane's talking about the offer on the, the Paramount Plus, which is the the making of the Godfather movies. It's miraculous that, that it all got made to begin with, especially three, even one, but especially three. And then there's all these other things uh, about it that come into play. 
Sonny Corleone is a fantastic Santino Corleone. He's a fantastic character, but such a when you think about how disciplined his father was, Marlon Brando, and how disciplined his little brother, Al Pacino, Michael Corleone was, Sonny was just a raving madman. Oh, it could it could not have been. Again, I, I really appreciate after and more so after watching the offer on Paramount Plus because that gave me the understanding of you know what they struggled to do because obviously that probably would have been the best storyline if you think about it. I mean, if you if you're short sighted, you say you know the 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 the. the Sonny takes it over, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, uh, to write him out the way they did in the toll booth, the way they did with him being angry and, and, and flying off the handle the way he did, I thought was just was one of the greatest um, storylines in a movie that I've seen because that brought the rise of Michael. And then, of course, you know, if, and again, watching the, the, the offer, you'll see the struggles they had because of the length of the film. They wanted to cut out the scene in Italy. Um, they, they fought to get the scene in there, and then they fought to keep it in there because of the length of the movie because uh, Coppola kept you know, bringing up the fact that this explains why Michael made the decision when he went back to find himself and he made the decision to come back and be part of the family, obviously, after we know yes. what happened to his young bride. Mayor, living proof that some things are worth fighting for because the movie would not be half as good i'm not even talking about that some people wanted to whack it from three hours and some odd minutes down to that typical hour and a half you know uh that i can't stand i if a movie is great i don't mind the length of titanic it's a great movie i don't mind the length of any of the godfather movies uh because they're great you don't want them to end these movies of today hour and 28 minutes and stuff like that i don't like that don't like it at all did the offer, the Paramount Plus series, because I haven't watched it yet, and, and I'm on protest because of what they've done to Gianni Russo, but maybe one day, you know, I, I'll, I'll ask Gianni for special dispensation. He'll probably give me permission. I can watch it. Um, did they explain how much Mario Puzo despised the very notion of Al Pacino being Michael Corleone? It was Francis Ford Coppola that fought and fought and fought. Did they... Did they did they drill down that? Fought like crazy, absolutely. And the names that they put out there to you know for to to fill that role that these other uh, you know uh, producers and studio heads wanted. They Al Pacino, they, the 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 studio head said there is no way Al Pacino would ever play that film. And um, you know, now, let me riddle me this: Could you imagine anyone else being Michael Corleone other than Al Pacino? Oh, God, no. no. I can't. Wasn't one of them? Some of these names were bizarre. Like, I could be m mixing up things that, that, that aren't true that I just think are true. But, like, names like Henry Winkler or uh, Stallone. I mean, crazy names that you just wouldn't imagine. Now, St Stallone could play a mobster, and he has. Uh, it's not that, that, that far-fetched. But do you recall some of the names that they had considered? I forget them, but some of them were really unusual, I thought. Uh, I, I, if I recall, I believe Burt Reynolds' name was in there. Um, uh, it's, it's on the top of my head. Actually, I think they wanted to bring Sonny in for that role. Um, it, it, 
I don't remember them all, Mayor, but I just remember being shocked saying, I mean, how could you, I mean, it was just the disdain for Pacino that he didn't want Pacino, uh, who was a natural when he, you know, when he, when he auditioned for the role and they, they spent a lot of time on that, um, his innocence, um, but he, you could see the flashes of brilliance with him. He was the absolutely perfect for the role, but the studio had just made it perfectly clear there was no way he'd be in that role. I honestly forget what the compromise was, but there was a point where there was a compromise where he really couldn't say no anymore, and Pacino ended up with the role. And, they, they, I mean, they, they picked on him and, for his height. I mean, just just every uh, every possible slight you could make of a man they, they tried to hard. do. It's hard to believe, Marion. I mean, we we all know Al Pacino. We, you know, we forget. We know the greatness he's done with all the films he's done. And you know, it's hard to believe. You know, that like everyone else, he got a start somewhere, and this is where he got. You know, wanted. You know, his biggest start, his big break, and how nervous he was. I mean, he. You know, the actor that portrayed him. You know, portrayed him in a manner in which you know he was scared to death. I mean, he he he. All right, get get ready, Mayor. Get ready. I I knew it. I told you these were weirdos. And not weirdos in in a sense. All three of them are phenomenal actors. And Warren Beatty did play, um, he played Bugsy Siegel, I think. But anyhow, here were, here's who they wanted to play Michael Corleone in The Godfather. And, and as Mayor Kane just uh, discussed, there was great, great disagreement, particularly Mario Puzo, who despised the idea viscerally. Like Mayor said, like, it's never going to happen. It'll never be Pacino. This is not happening. All this. The studio wanted Robert Redford. That is, makes me want to throw up in my mouth, and I love him, but not for that. Warren Beatty or Ryan O'Neill. Give me a break. I, you're absolutely right. That, that, uh, it was, uh, Redford was the, um, uh, was was a choice and Warren Beatty because I laughed at that. I'm like, uh, you know, but um, could you imagine again? Imagine if the roles were reversed or if Sonny wasn't uh, taken out in the manner in which he was and he took over as a head of the family. It would not be the movie that it is today, and we wouldn't be talking about it. And, le- and le- by the way, let me give you let me give you a couple of more uh, fun items. Uh, Dustin Hoffman was considered. And last but not least, I'll give you a quick comment on this, Mayor, then we'll get the break and then we'll come back strong. Get ready, because it wouldn't have been Michael Corleone. Only Francis Ford Coppola wanted Al Pacino to play Michael Corleone. Jack Nicholson was offered the part and turned it down. Jack. Uh, it, 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 again, you know, uh, my hat's off to the casting director because, uh, you know, you know, the, the, the cast of that movie, you take one character out of that movie and you change any character, even, you know, uh, uh you know, Abe Vigoda in his yep. role, yep. Uh, you, you take any actor out of that movie and you've changed the whole character of it. I, I just think it was brilliant casting. And, um, I mean, that's why, again, it, it's surpassed, uh, stood the test of time by being my favorite movie of all time. You know, I'm thinking about what kind of job Jack Nicholson, I think he's retired now, but was a fabulous actor. He could have pulled it off, but I still can't envision him. I, I envision no one that could do what Michael Corleone did in that. And you look at him, he he evolves from the college kid to becoming the head of of you know, the, the, the Corleone crime family. It's an amazing evolution. 
and that's what they were going for. They wanted that, you know, he, that shyness that you see. He really, I mean, again, uh, if you believe the portrayal of of, of um, the offer, um, you know, he was really that shy. He was that concerned. He was that nervous over his role in that film um, that that was, you know, they had to actually bring him out of that. I mean, at one point, he wanted to quit the film. He didn't think that he could handle the role, um, and you know, we'll, we all know what happened. But uh, he, you know, he he didn't think that he could handle it. And who who would da- who would blame anyone when you get told nobody wants you, they hate you, they think you're too small? I mean, they they hit they hit a man everywhere you can emasculate, you know, a, a man, uh, and that makes it even more triumphant. At 38 minutes past the hour, he is Mayor Charles Kane. I am early in the morning, and I don't say this often, but once in a while, just because I feel like it, I am the mayor of the morning. Brian Kilmeade here, coming up on Monday's edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show, former Defense Secretary Mark Esper on the one-year mark of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. What China is learning from President Biden's refusal to give Ukraine the weapons they need. I'll talk to Congressman Tom Tiffany of Wisconsin. He's on the Judiciary Committee and held a field hearing in Arizona to discuss the border crisis. All coming up on the Monday edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When you need to know. It's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think I've had more split decisions, but it's in a brotherly love, uh, totally non-offensive way with Mayor Kane that I've ever had. Because we're going to have a third split decision because I know, I know that Mayor Kane does not care for Godfather 3 very much at all. Is that a fair, fair assessment, Mr. Mayor? Well, unfortunately, they pulled me back in, Mayor. Whoa! Um, I, you mean there's a little more love yeah, than look, you thought? Uh, it, look, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's a good movie in its own right. But when you think, of, in my opinion, one and two told the entire story. Um, you know, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, still, again, brilliant cast um, and, uh, you know, a well-written movie. I just didn't think it was necessary. Um, you know, uh, again, I'm going to go back to nothing's better than the original. Well, okay, I, except if you're me and you say that number two is better than the original, but I'm not going to split hairs because anybody that says Godfather, the original, is the best, I never argue with them because it's, it's you know, it's it's like I'm going to put a paint a mustache on the, on the Mona Lisa or something. But listen to the cast of Godfather 3, Al Pacino, Al Pacino, Sofia Coppola, Andy Garcia, Diane Keaton, Talia Shire, Bridget Fonda, Eli Wallach, Joe Mantegna, who I uh, contend in the portrayal of the character Joey Zaza, that's Z-A-S-A, Joey Zaza, one of the greatest characters in the trilogy is Joe Mantegna. Uh, George Hamilton, who is always tanned because of me. It's a true story, Mayor. Uh, Marlon Brando, because he is shown in it. Uh, Al Martino. Uh, Willie Brown, mayor of San Francisco at the time. A lot of people don't realize he's in there. Lee Strasberg. This guy, Mario Donatone, uh, he's the guy that that, um, dresses up like he's a priest, the assassin. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, yes, absolutely. I don't know what else he played in, but of course, yes. He is fabulous in this movie. And there's a lot more. I could go on and on. Bruno Kirby, of course, who I think is excellent. Uh, in this, I think his. How about att- Michael Gazzo? Gazzo. Who's Michael Gazzo? 
Oh, come on. You, you, uh, um, he, I think he was nominated for Academy Award in, uh, award in it. I'll go back to your cast list. As soon as you see his face, you're going to. He was, Is he in, in Godfather 3? Yes. Yep. I believe he may have been in all three. Of, he may be one that's been in all three of them. He's not. He's not listed. I've got the whole cast here. Or I should say at least anybody that has a credited role. I don't let know me, who I, I don't I, know who that is. Oh, as soon as you see it, you're going to uh you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. So I'm gonna send you send, send them to me. Some of the greatest again, you know, it's just you know, the difference in a movie when you when you cast in a manner in which every character is believable, um, and then the sum of them all together create, you know, the story. Um, I, I just, I just. Oh my God! Of, of course, here. of course, I yeah. know who he is. I, I, oh, hold on, this is I crazy. Knew you go, I knew you would say. Oh that. my God! He he slid his wrists in the tub with the military. Uh, killed himself. Uh, hold on. Why why isn't he shown here? I did see him before, but it's weird now. For some reason, there he is, Michael. Gazzo. Michael Gazzo. He's right there. Oh, he's fabulous. He's a fabulous uh, actor in this. All right, so now for the part that Mayor Kane never knew, when his little brother Harry was head of hotel operations at then Trump Castle Casino Resort, for a period in time, the hotel was rebranded. We didn't do this officially, but the Porta Cachere, uh, the boardroom scene, the helicopter scene, uh, La Piazza, I think it was called. Uh, that was our hotel. So front services was us. The boardroom scene, the helicopter was us. But the boardroom scene, to the best of my recollection, it's a long time ago now, the actual boardroom scene did not get shot that I'm aware of at Trump Castle Casino Resort by the Bay. This much I do remember, though. Uh, Pacino. They're on property and a lot of the other ones. Uh, and my staying overnight in a Crystal Tower suite, enjoying Don did not stay overnight, but my twin brother Don joined me for the helicopter scene and we each had twin lobster tail dinners. Uh, it was a great Mr. Trump, if you're listening. Yes, it was on my officer's comp check. Uh, so that happened in my presence. So I always admit that whenever you were around something that was done, you you might have a bias that even if you don't realize it, you, you have to accept that it's probably there. But even if I wasn't there for some of that, I like Godfather 3 much more than most people. I like it. What do you say about it? Well, I, I, again, I think that uh, it was a great a very good movie in its own rights. Um, you know, w- you know, without one and two, obviously we wouldn't be talking about it. And you have a, a, a much, you know, you, you have an attachment to it because of, uh, you know, something you lived through it at the time. And, uh, you know, you played a part in it. Um, just for me, again, I think one and two told the story we could have done without it. But again, I appreciate the great actors in it. I appreciate the storyline, um, but, you know, it wouldn't be my go-to. I, I have sat down and watched The Godfather, I can't tell you, countless times, um, and I've watched one and two. I've watched all three of them in a day more on more than one occasion, but normally I'll, I'll skip on three. And we'll I, did th- I did that one day. 
I did that. I don't remember if it was a Saturday or a Sunday. I watched all three Godfather movies in the same day. I've only done that one time. I've done two of the three. And weird enough, I usually watch two and three if I'm going to watch two. But you know what I'm going to do? Before the end of this week, even if it takes me to the weekend, I'm going to watch the original Godfather. It's not that I, I, I don't refrain from doing that, but I watch two a bunch of times during the year. Now, this is going to be educational when we come back. Many did not know this, but had not Mario Puzo died when he did, Mario Puzo and Francis Ford Coppola, they were going to make Godfather Part 4. Oh, I wish that would have happened. So many storylines that could have been done with Andy Garcia. We'll talk about that, Mayor, when we come back. It's 10 minutes before the top of the hour. Brian Kilmeade, 16 minutes away. This is Hurley in the Morning with Mayor Charles Kane. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township and Kane's Custom Carts right now. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Healthy Life. WPGG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Inflation is nothing more than a legal form of theft. Because with every new round of money printing, the value of your 401k or IRA is decreased through the dilution of the money supply. Hi, I'm Dr. Ron Paul, and while you still can, I highly recommend you consider physical gold for your retirement account. Why? Because gold provides real wealth preservation that can withstand anything. Even better, with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group, you pay no penalties or taxes when you transfer your current retirement funds. To learn more, text the word PROTECT to 989898. And my friends from Birch Gold Group will send you a free info kit on gold IRAs. Birch Gold is the only gold IRA company I trust. So text PROTECT to 989898 to request your free info kit on gold IRAs right now. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. It's 5... Uh, 55 minutes past the hour with Mayor Charles Kane, with Amory, owners, operators of the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township and Kane's Custom Carts. So what few people seem to know is that before Mario Puzo died, he and Francis Ford Coppola were meeting and they were talking about Godfather 4. I can't say for sure. Would it be, I guess it would be Andy Garcia you know, as as Don Corleone and who knows where it would have gone. But what do you think of the um, the potential content? I, I, I think you're a big fan because I know that of you already. I think Andy Garcia could could carry a great Godfather movie. I agree with that. Um, I, I tell you, you know, it's, I, I love the fact that you and I can agree to disagree on things. Oh, yeah. I, I strongly disagree that a, a Godfather four should have been made again. You know. I, oh no, 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 no! I want to, I want to revise and extend my remarks. I, I wanted it to be made. It doesn't. It didn't have to be made. It's just my love. And sometimes, look, sometimes you wish for something, and if it's really bad, you think, oh, my God, they should have just left it alone. What do they have to do? You know, That's why I'm happy that Stallone keeps coming up with great content because some of his best Rocky stuff was after most 
uh, sequels would be so played out and and you'd be over it that something like Balboa, which actually Stallone should have won the Academy Award for, and I think this Creed uh, spinoff is 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 a great. Um, in fact, this is the first Rocky movie of any kind ever made that Stallone will not be in Creed three with uh, Michael B. Whatever his name is, I forget his last name. But anyhow, uh, I don't think that Godfather 4 needed to be made. I just wanted it to be made, just because I love it. I, 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 I want to be careful that we don't digress, because um, uh, I just have to mention it. Uh, you said Stallone, and i got to be honest with you, I'm a huge fan of the uh, Rocky movies. I mean, uh, Jesus, I mean, these, you know, what iconic movies, and, and just every one is as good as the last, but... I'm really enjoying him right now in Tulsa King. I don't know if you oh, had the opportunity. Oh, to I've been watching it from the beginning. He's phenomenal. I have to tell you, I think it's some of his his best work. I it's, really do. It's, it's a great. totally different role for yeah. him. And and again, it comes back to that casting. It comes back to, you know, putting that right person in that role. I mean, he makes it believable. I mean, he's, you know, I don't see him as a Rocky character. I see him as the Tulsa King. And, yeah. Um, no, uh, I, I totally agree. Totally, totally agree. I love it. I've watched it from the beginning. Uh, it shows you he could pull off a mob movie. And he, he's he been in a few, I think, actually. Some of them have been tongue-in-cheek a little bit. But, yeah, he's definitely more versatile than he gets credit for. Look, in the movie The Specialist, he's outstanding. Obviously outstanding in Rambo, all of them. He's not just uh, Rocky Balboa. He, 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 he has chops. He's much better than he probably gets credit for. Yeah, I, look, I, I know that he he played a couple uh, uh, movies like that early on, and I think he was just he he his his role at that time. And you know, I'm sure going through his life, I mean, his role at the time was uh, you know that what he knew how to do was you know uh, these Rocky movies and knew how to and he portrayed it so well. Now you look at the point in his life. I mean, I, I think it. In, Again, I think it's some of his best work. I really do. Um, and you know, when I look back at some of the stuff that he did early on, um, they're not even memorable. Uh, Copland, uh, right? Get Carter, right? And I mean, they, you, I, I, you pro- listen. I know your movie collection. I'm confident you don't have them in there. So. No, no, I don't have them. I will admit, though, I watch Copland, but I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It was it, that it, was it, it was, was so lame. It, was it really like was. I mean, oopy doopy cop. It was awful. Uh, but I did watch it, and I even watched that Get Carter as well. I think he had like a Fu Manchu in that movie, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a little mustache and a little tiny beard. Uh, but things like The Specialist with um, Sharon Stone, phenomenal. He's fantastic in that movie. Yeah. And it's a, it, it's a nice character that really reaches and you know does a lot of different things in, in that movie. It's a very good movie. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge Stallone fan. I, I think I think he's great. I hate to see this fight that he's having right now with Erwin Winkler. It's very ugly. It's very terrible. Uh, ashamed to see that. Here's a little, in the five minutes that we have, Mayor, who is the best, in your opinion, and we might not, there's so many we could forget one and later you'd say, oh my God, I should have thought of this one. But who's the best character in the Godfather trilogy of movies, not named Marlon Brando, Michael Corleone, James Caan, and I'll stop there. Who's the best character in the movie? Any of them? Listen, you could. This movie could not have been made without the concierge. You could not have made this movie without Duvall. Robert Duvall. And by the I way, think- by the way, and it was only money. 
I don't know if you're aware of this. Robert Duvall is not in Ro- uh, Rocky in in Godfather Three. the The equivalent of his son is in it, uh, but he didn't do the movie because they wouldn't pay him what he wanted. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yes. But, you know, again, if you look at the the, the, the you know, the first, I mean. That's... I've always treated you like a brother. Why do you treat me like this, Michael? Why do you treat me like this? Oh, he's <laughs> phenomenal. You know, and, and uh, you could tell, uh, I think um, Michael Corleone's young years when, when he found out that, like, Robert Duvall had, like, say in decisions. He goes, you, you had a say in, in decisions involving my life? I think that Michael Corleone kept him down, like would ask him to leave. Yeah, there's certain things that the family does he's not in the room for. He gets he gets dismissed and disrespected by Michael Corleone a few times in The Godfather, too. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And I think it I think it's a carryover. I'd love that's why I'd love some time to get to interview Francis Ford Coppola. And I'm sure that's the reason. Michael, grew, he grew up, now he's, you know, Don Corleone, and and this guy, you know, he's going to keep him in short pants. That's what that's about. I'm and, sorry. And, and, I was trying- and by the way, he's not, he's not Italian either, so I guess he gets, you know, uh, hit because of that as well. But I'm going to agree with you. Robert Duvall is a fantastic character in The Godfather and Godfather Part Two. Absolutely. And, and just, you know, listen, you know, the, the, the walk on characters that played small roles that just created the whole um, persona, you know, made, made everything believable. The characters like Abe Vigoda. I mean, Jesus, I mean, how great was his role in that movie? I mean, I, I think that, you know, without him standing up in that movie, it's not as believable. And I, I how about Don, how about Eli Wallach is Don Altabello eating the cannolis? How about how? And I want to see if I'm getting this right. Amerigo Tot. Does that sound familiar to you? It does a little bit. And 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 again, yeah. when you you, I believe. Let me just see if I can send this to you. I know we're running out of time here, but um, again, it's it just brilliant, brilliant casting, and that's why the movies have been able to stand the the, the, the test of time. And you're right about uh, Michael Gazzo. Um, Gosh, what was his name? What was his name? I can't believe it. He's the one that said, Fredo, Fredo, it's good to see you. Fredo, Michael's got me waiting in a line. He's got me waiting Uh, in a line. Remember that? Yes, I do. Not a bad invitation either. It's not good, but it's not terrible. Um, you know, the bottom line is, uh, you know, our, our listeners and your listeners here don't understand that, you know, we started this show out this morning without, um, <laughs> Any notes. you know, without prep. And, and, and here we are, you know, an hour later. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I haven't smiled this. I, I, I've been smiling this entire show. I'm smiling now because uh, now you got, you know, this was a, a tradition for my brother and I, and I haven't seen him in a while. And I promise you, I'm going to reach out to him after the show. And I'm going to see if the next rainy day, if he wants to watch Godfather again with us. Uh, my brother George, I don't get to see him as much as I like, and um, oh. uh, that was a thing that him and I used to do together. We used to um, sit and watch The Godfather on rainy days, and we'd go through one, yeah. two, and three. And by the time it by the time it was over, we were out wanting to whack people. So uh, it, I mean, it's just it's so good. I love it. I love the storylines, and I swear I was going to get this on my own, but Commander Bill Butler uh, gave it to me. Frank. 
Pantangeli. Wow. Thank you, uh, yeah, Commander. That was Gazzo, uh, Pantangeli. His character was phenomenal. Remember when he said, Godfather? He goes, no, no, that's just a, that's just a term of affection. He goes, no, no. He goes, he didn't push any buttons. <laughs> when he changed his testimony, because they have his brother that they flew in from Italy sitting next to them. It just all of it is just so good. Mayor, 30 seconds. You know what he to do. He played a great role in that, too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. 30 seconds. Time All right. Well, Mayor, listen, it was, uh, this was a real pleasure. Uh, I smiled ear to ear. I thank you for this time with you oh. and your listeners every Monday morning. Remember, Mayor, it's always a great day to buy a car. And, give, a and give guest listener Lance your address in Galloway Township. He wants to stop by. Oh, I'll get it to you, Lance. The mayor was gone just like that. I'll get it to you. Uh, Brian Kilmeade is here. He is next. But, yes, it's the Auto Plaza in Galloway Township, which they did have an operation in Galloway Township. In the past, also in Marmora, a lot of people still think of Egg Harbor Township because for so many years, obviously, that's where it all started. But it's the Galloway Township, uh, the Auto Plaza in Galloway Township. Brian uh, Brian Kilmeade is here. Uh, We will see you on the digital platform of WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and AM 